Blog Talk Radio. Chubap, chubap, my baby. Chubap, chubap. Hello, stranger. It seems so good to see you back again. How long has it been?
in the midst of his garden became the fruits that turned you on. Before God, we were joined together. Before a judge, we were taken apart. Before I was delivered the paper, you and him had made a brand new start. Everything's out in the open, yeah. There is nothing left to hide. All of us have been broken. Feel the same way inside. You see, just like Adam, you were mine. The only girl in the world for me. And just like that old story, once again, you've been deceived. Taken apart before I will deliver the paper. You and him have made a brand new start. Everything's out in the open. to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we are doing a series of UN Nigger Trouble. We are on part eight. And that last tune was from one of the family. They wanted to hear that everything is out in the open by Johnny Taylor. Okay. Dr. Robert X., how are you doing this evening? Shake it up, shake it down. Move it in, get the gold lady, baby. <laughs> you got two dollars? <laughs> Absolutely, but I know Johnny Taylor when I hear. <laughs> Rest in peace. Mm. Yeah. family. Yeah, uh, we wasn't here last night because we couldn't get in. Blog talk uh, or something had locked us out. So, but we made it in tonight. So we here <laughs> live, living color. Well, Bear. Mhm. I tell you. I, I, 
I it's so much going on. It's, did it let up? Anything let up, or it got even deeper? Bev, it depends on <laughs> how you viewing everything that's happening. What what do you okay. see going on, Bev? I see a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. I feel like that that war over in Israel, and that's what somebody said last night in the chat room that they wanted to ask you about that war over there. So um, I think that it's all part of the the, the illusion, or the, uh, you know, it's all part of the, the the program. Yeah, I agree, but it's a little deeper, Bev. Okay. I'll do, do if it you, If you take a look at what's going on, mm-hmm. not and is it real? Mm-hmm. All throughout white world, there are major fractures taking place between the Zionists who primarily are the proponents of world government and the nationalist element, people who want their own borders and their own countries and their own autonomy to do what they feel is right for their people and their countries. There's major crack that specifically extend here where you see uh, white supremacist institutions like Harvard University, and I don't have to tell anybody that's been listening to this program how dangerous Harvard is. Time. We now see Harvard being called out for being anti-Semitic. All right. Uh, uncaring about the alleged death that's occurring in Israel while cheering on the Palestinians. And you've got the two Jewish factions the Zionist and the uh, traditionalist, let's call them that, openly hostile towards each other. So if we really pay attention, uh, we will see something we haven't seen before. And this is a good thing because... Johnny Taylor hit it right on the head, Bev. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> it's out in the open now. It's out in the open. You got the squad and AOC being attacked by the Democrats. You got Biden being attacked by both sides. Okay? By the so-called progressives and the so-called traditional Democrats 
of which there are few. But the, the, the traditional Democrats are scared witless because they've played up to the radical element, okay, the Zionist element, to push their agenda. And as I stated before, that Zionist element is in open conflict with them. You got the ADL calling that, calling these people out. Now, it can't be coincidental that we've been all over the ADL in terms of the system of white supremacy, right? And now here the ADL is calling out they soldiers for being anti-Semitic. The entirety of the Democratic Party, from where I sit, is cracking apart. And it's not just in this country. All over white world in Europe, you got countries like Poland telling Ukraine to go to hell. We're not going to participate in your fraudulent war anymore. The German government is basically grasping for air because they're being uh, called out by their own citizens. Macron got his hands full with Africa, kicking their ass out of Africa. Okay? So France has been pretty much moot for the last few weeks because they're about to lose a large percentage of their economy based on the subjugation of, of Africa. Italy is about the, I never thought I'd say this, Italy and um, uh, what's the other country? Uh, Hungary are two of the most sane countries. Remember, it was the Italian prime minister, the white woman, who said France needs to get out of Africa and leave it alone because they've been exploiting them for decades and decades and decades. And there are other countries, even in the former Soviet bloc, that are basically saying, no, these are countries that were siding uh, with NATO, okay? So that was the AFD in Germany that are basically kicking the Christian Democrats' ass. The Christian Democrats are the establishment. They're taking a whooping, okay? And that's because the German economy is being wrecked for no logical reason other than to finance Ukraine and to push this world economic forum slash world government agenda. I mentioned Poland uh, a minute ago. The Polish president basically said that the EU's uh, 
pushing of so-called migration uh, while it attempts to maintain solidarity is a bunch of fairy tales and that they have a right to reject all of these so-called migrants. No coincidence, Bev, that all this is happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing here is the crumbling, I mean crumbling, of the World Economic Forum slash World Government slash Zionist slash Nazi agenda. It's about time. Bev, we ain't out of it. I see it is crumbling. Yeah, but at least it's crumbling. It's been it's been solid. But that's when they're at their most dangerous. That's why last week, one a, a member uh, of the National Security Agency, longtime member of the NSA, who now runs or sits on the board of Newsweek magazine, comes out with a major article talking about the FBI has established a secret unit to basically deal with so-called MAGA extremism. This is deep. There is no MAGA extremism. Where is it? They'll point to January the 6th. I'll point to show me an extremist movement where arms were not used. You can't look at Antifa and Black Lives Matter because they set up their own checkpoints and took over parts of cities calling it their own. I'm armed to the teeth. They killed several people for doing nothing but walking down the street or trying to drive around their blockade. I didn't see that with so-called MAGA. I didn't see any of that. And if somebody saw it, I wish you would show it to me because I'm looking, but I don't seem to be able to find it. Uh. These people are the most dangerous, and I've been saying this over and over, Bear. Mm -hmm. They're the most dangerous when they're crumbling, when they're confronted with trouble. It's like a petulant child who can't get his way. They throw a tantrum. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I haven't mentioned any of the stuff having to do with uh, Biden. Ain't mentioned none of that. That's how I view what's going on now. It was obvious because this is too neat and it came out too quick with the comparisons and the facts of who did what. Just like with Iraq, right, and 9-11. The exact same scenario, complete with babies being beheaded and being raped 
inside Israel. That's insane on its own. No sane person would uh, go inside a country knowing that they're going to have to leave in shortly and rape a bunch of women, right, and go into a, 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 a facility that houses babies and cut their heads off. <laughs> it, it put me in the mind of ISIS, ISIS when they were uh, supposed to have been cutting people's heads off, remember? Yeah. Exactly. And then when you trace the story, it, the stories basically emanate from the Israeli Defense Forces, who, along with the other intelligence agencies in Israel, or is it real? The United States, the Five Eyes, somehow they were all on vacation and allowed for this James Bond episode with people using hang gliders, right? With automatic weapons in their hands on these hang gliders to just parachute into the middle of a rave, a party. All right? The chosen people were partying, having a good old time, um, twerking. All right? God's chosen twerking. Having, I mean, just an absolute ball. And then all of a sudden, people on these hang gliders start falling out the sky and killing them. But yet, the most sophisticated intelligence operation complete with so-called iron dome and sensors uh, all over the place in the ground so that one uh, uh, former sergeant, little white girl, from the Israeli Defense Forces said, absolutely impossible with the number of sensors that they have all over the place for anybody, for a rat, to get inside Israel's defenses and not be detected. But in this case, they managed to do it without a flaw. With all these intelligence agencies watching. Then we find out, just like the first World Trade Center bombing, Sister Bell, mm-hmm. with the blind Sheikh, who was a CIA asset, being stopped at the airport in this country. He contacts his people in the CIA, and they say, let him in. This is the guy that they say, Sheikh Abdul Rahman, who was supposedly responsible for the first World Trade Center bombing. See, people don't forget the first one. We said in the 1990s, after the first one, that there, there would be another one and that the laws that they tried to put in place after the Oklahoma City bombing, right, 
They then tried to push those laws after the first World Trade Center bombing. We said back then, okay, this is before Prince and before almost anybody, we said they would come back again, and the next time they would take them down, and them draconian laws that they tried to put in place uh, after the first world trip, after the Oklahoma City bombing, would be put in place and cemented for good. That's what we're under now, the police state. Okay? Homeland security. All of this stuff was supposed to have been put in place under Clinton in the 90s. So we said, fear not, because we knew who was really behind this stuff. And now we look today, and it's all right out in the open. Let me, let me uh, for the benefit of the family, let me let the family hear uh, Jonathan Greenblatt. Man, I've been saying his name a lot here lately. The head of the ADL pissed off, or is he pissed on? At any rate, family, check this out. You won't hear this every day. All right, this dude was just uh, talking about anti-Semitism on Twitter that caused Netanyahu to come to America and have a sit-down with Elon Musk, but he also had a sit-down with other uh, senior politicians in the Biden administration because the Biden administration, just like the Obama administration, has been trying to take Netanyahu out. Okay? Uh, And as a result, Netanyahu was trying to put in place his own version of police state by changing the laws. And for the last few months, there's been mass protests in Is It Real by the woke people. Okay? And believe me, the true identity of the woke movement, which is the Zionist movement, okay, with all of the LGBT stuff, is running rampant in Israel, and that's pissing off the Orthodox, of which are now sided with Netanyahu because he fits uh from a ultra-conservative perspective, he fits their agenda more than the woke. You can see that going all the way to New York, where these people don't normally attack each other openly, but privately they've been at war. The Orthodox is at war with the Zionists, and it it started to bubble to the surface under COVID. When the Orthodox feel that they are the chosen, so they weren't going to take anything in terms of the venom. 
And the order came down to lock their asses up in New York. And we've been talking about these two so-called Jewish factions at war with each other for quite some time. If we want a focal point on everything that's happening now, you only have to go back to the 2008 election. That was the genesis of almost everything we see now. I'm talking about presidential elections. And who became the president in 2008? Obama. That is the genesis of everything we see going on now. The books, the real books, ain't been written about the impact that this closet homosexual, from a negative standpoint, has had on this country, and specifically on black people. That book ain't been written, okay? I hope somebody uh, gets in the mood that book because it's not going to be complimentary. That is why, family, and this stuff is going to start coming out too. Michelle Obama could never be elected president in this country. Let's go to the ADL family. I think you'll find this quite interesting. Okay. Uh, this is uh from oh what's this program called? Well, I'll tell you just. Check this out, family. Get this sound right. The wine and cold I'll be honest, I am angry. Oh, this is Jonathan Greenblatt on MSNBC. Did you hear what he just said, Bear? He said he was angry. Uh, yeah, let me take it back because that was kind of low. Turn up the volume a little bit here. So while I am sad and cope, trying to cope, I'll be honest, I am angry. I am angry with the world that allowed the dehumanization of Israelis and sanitized the terrorism of Hamas. I must say, I love this show. And I love this network, but I've got to ask who's writing the scripts? Hamas, the people who did this, they are not fighters, Jonathan. They are not militants. I'm looking right at the camera. They are terrorists. It is a barbarian who rapes and brutalizes women, who kills children in front of their parents and then brings them over to Gaza, who literally, we've heard all these reports, and we know these aren't just reports. These were filmed gleefully by the barbarians who committed these grotesque crimes. They filmed, for example, an elderly woman in her home in one of these towns. They burned her alive in her house because she was too infirm to take out. And, you know, parading women 
bleeding from the crotch because they were raped throughout Gaza while people hoot and holler and cheer. So look, you know, when we say, oh, this was an escalation, it was bound to happen, I am sorry. This was a massacre that was preplanned. This was not destined to happen. It is not normal to shoot teenagers in the back, hundreds of them. So I just think, like, guys, get the story right. And all these pictures of, like, you know, missiles or the rubble in Gaza, please talk to the Israeli mothers and fathers who lost their children. Talk to the grandchildren whose grandparents were seized as hostages. And please stop calling this a retaliation. This is a defensive measure against an organization that is committed to one thing, killing Jews, not a peaceful resolution of a conflict, but murdering Jews. And if you're wondering if I'm exaggerating, please, I beg of you, everyone watching and everyone at this network, just watch the footage. That was Jonathan Greenblatt telling MSNBC that he don't know who writing their script, but they need a new script writer. And then he goes on the emotional rant as if somehow violence of the type that he's describing is a recent phenomenon when in fact what Israel has been doing to the Palestinians damn this since its founding okay because from its founding the two most lethal terrorist organizations were both in Israel okay one of which uh one of his primary members at the top of the heap will subsequently become the prime minister of Israel. I'm talking about Menachem Begin. All right? But the Israeli leaders of the time, Golda Meir and Ben-Gurion, they basically supported the terrorist groups. That's how Menachem Begin will subsequently become the prime minister of Israel through terrorism, okay? And basically treating the Palestinians as nothing more than animals. And that behavior has persisted nonstop, okay? With the direct assistance of this country to basically dehumanize the Palestinians until the woke comes in, right? And from the uh, inception of the woke, that's 2008, but actually it started under Bill Clinton. The Palestinians will subsequently be given a partial human status to try to bring them into the mainstream. Okay? Some of you may recall, again, the time period is extremely interesting. When Yasser Arafat, well, let me, let me hold on to that. Okay? Because Hamas was created by Israel to serve as a counterweight 
to Yasser Arafat's movement, okay? I, I forget exactly what, what it was called. I think it was Fatah. Don't quote me on that, okay? But Israel created Hamas family. So it's kind of interesting how that monster that you created, you now allegedly want to vanquish, which means that you got to vanquish everything that sits between you and them. That includes the West Bank and Gaza, which is nothing more than uh, confiscating, thank you, Brother Mike, the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization. That was Yasser Arafat's group. So they created Hamas to serve as a counterweight to PLO until Yasser Arafat would subsequently end up uh, drinking some of that same coffee that took out Harold Washington, uh, our late great black mayor. All right? So that's why many people are saying this whole thing looks as if it was staged, family. That's Greenblatt blasting MSNBC. And I almost couldn't believe what I was hearing because that don't happen, right? Uh, here's what he said, if I can pull this up. Here's what he also said on the, this is uh, Dr. Steve. I don't know why I'm running the blank on the name of the show. But he also said this. Come on. And this is uh, directly confronting the squad. You know, these so-called radicals. See, again, these are the communists, so-called democratic socialists. And I know the politicians, the so-called squad, they are very much aware who's behind this whole uh, uh, world government movement. And they've been playing along with it because it gives them what they think is perceived power. What they don't quite understand is once they get through using them to allegedly nullify uh, the nationalists in this country, they ask is going to be the, the next group to be removed. Okay? Along with Islam. Okay? So that's where we at now. So let's see if, if this is Greenblatt here calling out the squad. I hope I got it right here. Yeah, well, uh, they're radical to say the least. For her part, Representative Ilhan Omar, the darling of the woke left, actually went too far as to accuse Israel of war crimes in their retaliation against Hamas. And Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib has been pictured proudly displaying the Palestinian flag in front of her congressional office. 
So there you have it. The woke left is clearly on the side of the Palestinians. Or are they? Well, the sympathizing with Hamas is happening. You saw, of course, none other than the president of the EL, the Anti-Defamation League, John Greenblatt, who many consider to be the king of woke cancel culture. He's been trying to shut down Elon Musk for months. Well, he may want to rethink who his friends are. You heard what he had to say to his fellow leftists at MSNBC. Check out what he had to say to his fellow leftists in New York City. I am sick and tired of it. And I am disgusted. Not just by the atrocities, although that's enough, but by their accomplices here in New York, marching in front of my office, saying resistance. Let me tell you something. Rape is not resistance. Murder is not a political movement. And these people will end where evil always does on the actions of history. So what's going on here? Why are we seeing nothing less than this full-blown civil war erupting inside the Democratic Party, calling the other murderers and terrorists? Well, to understand why the modern left is unraveling, we just have to actually understand the significance of the word, victimhood. Victim is the ideology of the left. To say that all. Okay, I don't want to actually deal with too much of this. But he did, he does get part of it. Okay? Dr. Steve, he gets part of what I'm saying is this whole thing is imploding. And the truck cases are right on the verge, thrown out. They're talking about the courtroom. They basically have no standing at all. None, None of them. Okay, talking about even going past the appeals process and throwing all this nonsense out. In the meantime, Joe Biden's younger brother, who apparently is a flaming homosexual, has pictures on a uh, homosexual website of him naked. Did you see that there? Did I send that to you? Uh, yeah, you sent, but I haven't looked at it. I, it's in the chat room. The the whole family are a bunch of damn degenerates. <laughs> talking Biden's brothers, okay? The whole I'd like to know what his mom and daddy were into. Don't fall far from the tree. So they appear to be challenged generationally in terms of their sexual proclivities, all right? And I, can, I can't get it out of my head, Bev, that half hour or more uh, long commercial that Michelle Obama did for this dude uh, 
back in 2020 where she tried to paint him as being this nice, grandfatherly, you know, type dude. Well, maybe no. in their world, he is. They're uh, all doing the same thing. Uh, I don't care, Bev. You can't make <laughs> this dude out to be uh, anything that anybody should emulate outside of a, uh, a perverse sense of normality. Okay, the dude raping his own children, turning them out. Now his brother is on uh, on a porn, a homosexual pornographic website, butt naked, playing with himself. Mm-hmm. And there are other pictures up there. Uh, I'm sure that's Hunter with the two women on top of him, look like they into ride or die. But look what they, they sold him to you as. They sold him to you as this nice, long-time Catholic. And by the way, you can see these same embers, the same sparks taking place inside the Catholic Church, which is why the FBI named Orthodox Catholics as also potential domestic terrorists and therefore need to be under constant surveillance. They even went to the grave site of Hillary Clinton, dug her ass up, and and propped her up back out here, uh, never in a situation where she has to be in a position where she has to answer to the things that she say. She simply says that MAGA people need to be put in re-education camps. All right? And the nasty little, I'm not sure if she's Greek or Italian. Her name is Christian Amanpour. Just sits there and grins while this woman talks about incarcerating 80 million people. How the hell do you incarcerate 80 million people? And how do you identify who is a so-called MAGA anything? All right. I'm not uh, justifying... Uh, what the Palestinians allegedly did, but I'm also not justifying what Israel has done for five decades. And that is to basically brutalize the Palestinians. Okay? After taking their land, based on doctrine that came out of the United Nations. So if you look at the mass migration that's going on with the court Biden now talking about building a wall on the southern border because they're looking at the numbers, 
and nobody wants it. Nobody wants this mass so-called migration with the democratic cities about to have a fit because they got nowhere to put all these people. And when they go out to the suburban districts, the suburban people are telling them, no way. We don't want them. We got nowhere to put them. That's happening all over the place. The media is not giving it the kind of uh, attention that it should be because you'll find that same situation everywhere and not just in this country. That's why I mentioned white world over in Western Europe and parts of Eastern Europe where the very same thing is taking place. The important thing to all of this is this is a 1947 construct that comes directly out of the United Nations. And here we are in 2023, and the United Nations is facilitating this whole thing all over the world where you got masses of Africans and Arabs and and Latinos being pushed into other people's countries, right? While their countries are filthy rich, either agricultural-wise or mineral-wise. There are few areas on the planet that are as lush as the Latin American countries, right? including with oil and other minerals, and Africa, and yet these are the two countries or the two, the two continents that are basically being emptied out, family, when as the Italian prime minister has already stated, if y'all just get y'all asses out of these other people's countries and leave these people alone, People will have the wherewithal to build their countries on their own and do trade with other countries for things that they don't have on their own. But the problem has been the United States, Britain, France, and others, uh, uh, former colonizers, overthrowing people's governments, assassinating their leaders, and put Nate people out there uh, in charge of these countries so they can exploit them. That's been the problem. Okay? So now, it's not just me. This was on Judge Napolitano today. And the person that he's talking to is the former United Nations weapons inspector who also ran a file uh matter of fact he was a UN weapons inspector but he ran a file of the powers that be during the so-called uh Iraq war when he pointed out that there was no weapons of mass destruction and of course they started attacking him I'm talking about Scott Ritter 
okay? Now, all of this, before I forget it, all of this is the pretext in the uh, so-called mass migration. Those are the pretext to create chaos, implement martial law, not just in this country, but all over white world, okay? Check this out, family. This is today with Judge Andrew Napolitano and Scott Ritter. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. Scott Ritter joins us now. Scott, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back uh, on the show. What is is going on uh, in Israel and Gaza, as you understand it, as we speak? Well, what's going on is a continuation of a cycle of violence that's been in play for decades now. I mean, anybody who woke up Saturday and said, oh, my God, there's violence going on in, uh, in Israel, um, you know, where have you been? Um, this, in this occasion, the violence started on that day with uh, Hamas, a terrorist organization. There's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about that. They're not freedom fighters. They're not, they're not there uh, in defense of the uh, Palestinian people. Hamas is a terrorist organization, pure and simple. Their charter, Chapter 12 of, of it, uh, says that their mission is to destroy the state of Israel. And as critical as I am of Israel, and I think you're going to hear me be extraordinarily critical of Israel, um, under no circumstance uh, is the concept of destruction of the state of Israel. And the, it, it, you, you can't have an organization that believes it's okay to kill civilians, to slaughter civilians. I mean, if you wear a uniform, I'm sorry, you made a decision. Uh, you're, in the, you're in the big game, and sometimes you pay the big price. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. You made that choice. So as much as my heart bleeds for the families of those Israeli soldiers who lost their lives, um, that's war. But if you're um, a mom and your child or husband or boyfriend hiding in a safe room, um, getting the door kicked down, getting machine gunned, no, that's murder. So that's what happened on Saturday. But, but if you think that was the first time murder took place in the Middle East, you're wrong. And if you think that it's only Hamas that commits murder, you're wrong. I'm not trying to justify this is not whataboutism, but Israel's been in the business murdering Palestinians for decades. We're always silent about it. We don't talk about it. But now that Hamas has came out and committed this atrocious crime, and it is an atrocious crime, everybody's screaming at the top of the lungs. No, what's going on right now is a cycle of violence. And sadly, all Israel is doing in their, in their response is continuing that cycle. Uh, you can't, uh, I'll just leave it at this. When your Minister of Defense gets on national TV, Palestinians, animals, and says they need to be wiped out, that's a war crime. 
And if you sit there and say, I stand with Israel, and you don't stand up at that point and say, no, you don't get to say that. Retract that. That's a war crime. I demand the American government take action on this, and you stand for nothing. The Israeli government has responded to Hamas's crimes by ordering war crimes, by ordering the deliberate assault, attack, destruction, and murder of civilian infrastructure and civilian human beings. How can that possibly be justified from a moral, legal, or even military perspective, Scott? It can't. There's no justification whatsoever. Look, I come from the Marine Corps, and uh, I'm very loyal to the Marine Corps, but in Iraq, in Haditha, when uh, the Marines murdered 26 Iraqi civilians, that's a war crime, and you can't spin it any other way. It doesn't matter how much you love the Marine Corps, how much you respect the Marine Corps, you can't explain that away. And the same way, we can't sit there and explain away what Israel is doing right now. Understand that Israel knows that Hamas is underground. I'll say that one more time. Israel knows that Hamas is underground. So every bomb that lands on top of the ground in Gaza is killing innocent Palestinian civilians, not Hamas leadership, not Hamas infrastructure, not Hamas fighters. And yet they're doing it anyways. This is a deliberate targeting of an innocent civilian population. It's called collective punishment, and that's a war crime. Well, we know collective punishment is a war crime. It was expressly condemned by Nuremberg. It was expressly condemned by the Geneva Conventions. It was a tactic uh, of, uh, of Nazi Germany. One person committed a crime, they'll just start killing others until they figure out who, who, the, one, uh, who the one was. But ain't that interesting? Ain't that interesting, Sister Bell? Yeah. Israel is practicing the same policies of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And all over the place for the last few weeks, all we've been hearing is Nazi this, Nazi that. Particularly in Canada, where their Nazi gets a standing ovation. Okay, so the judge is saying you can't just indiscriminately wipe out a population because uh, some members of that population basically did uh, a crime against you. But Netanyahu has been doing this for decades. And if you go back there and recall, I said when Trump was pushing his peace initiatives in the Middle East, that the one place that I disagreed with him, but I was going to give it time to see what happened, was his policy in the Middle East, particularly towards Israel, and uh, basically taking uh, uh, Jerusalem that uh the capital, Israel uh, has done to Palestinian women and children is unbelievable. Forget about the men, because what they would do to the men was just put them in prison for years without any trial. 
And then once they had the trials, they would give them more years on top of those years. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like January the 6th? It should because the policies are Nazi-esque. It's being run by the same people. Who in the hell were the Nazis? Just who were they? Because there's a big piece, as we pointed out in the last program, that appears to be missing from this whole picture, which is why in many parts of Europe, you are not allowed to even talk about what happened in World War II. That's a crime, okay? And the policies that are being implemented globally right now all over the white world are nothing more than the reestablishment of that entire Nazi regime. Let me go back to Scott Ritter and Napolitano. From a military perspective, uh, what do the Israeli uh, generals uh, hope to achieve by the intentional uh, killing of civilians when the Hamas killers, whom they're really after, are being uh, effectively impaired by their military, by the Israeli military uh, behavior. Well, what's happening now is the Israeli military is behaving uh, with emotion, and that's very dangerous. You're supposed to be cold-hearted professionals. You're supposed to get beyond the emotion. I know it's difficult. Look, many senior Israeli officers were at home. They were kidnapped or killed. Their families were killed. Um, these guys take it personally. Their friends are dead on the battlefield. The families of their friends have been slaughtered. Uh, this is an extraordinarily personal thing. But as a professional, when you put on that uniform, you have to behave as a professional. And right now, the Israeli military is, is behaving with emotion. And uh, this, is, this is a very dangerous thing because it, uh, it colors your judgment. Uh, Israel is supposed to be a nation that has educated its officers, and I know this for a fact. I, I know many Israeli officers, and I know that they've received training similar to the training I received that uh, is intolerant of war crimes. And yet we've seen over and over and over again where Israel um, commits war crimes, and the people committing these war crimes are the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, fight their training. And the reason why is they, they get emotional. They go out on patrol in the West Bank. Ten-year-old kids throw rocks at They capture the kids, and they snap their arms. They snap. They get this coup close, a sniper shoots them in the belly, and then laughs as ambulance drivers drive up, and they shoot the ambulance drivers because they allowed emotions to take over. No, we're supposed to be professional. When, uh, when troops are ordered to engage in behavior that is patently uh, unlawful and is a war crime, like the intentional attack on civilians, who has committed the war crime? Is it the troops on the ground? Uh, is it the person who presses the, the button or throws the switch on the artillery that's aimed at a university or a hospital? Or is it, is it the general that orders this? Or is it the Benjamin Netanyahu and the civilian command? Uh, everybody up the chain of command. I mean, you know, the bottom line is you're not allowed to obey an unlawful order. Now, if we're getting into issues of constitutionality, Judge, with all due respect, the, the private on the ground, he's not a constitutional scholar. And right. if he's been ordered to do something that is patently illegal, for instance, to cross into Iraq, he can't say, I refuse to invade Iraq because 
That's a violation of international law. That's not his job or his job to the captain of the major or the colonel. International law is within you know the president, his cabinet, and people who are empowered to make those decisions. But if you're a pilot in the Israeli Air Force and you've received a, a mission that requires you to drop a bomb on a university and it's identified as a university, you have a moral responsibility to ask you know, is this proportional to the threat? What is the threat? Why am I doing this? Uh, what is the potential collateral damage? And these, all of these questions should have been answered already by the targeting cell, and they should have the answers there. And if they don't have the answers, then the pilot has a moral obligation to say, I can't fly that mission until these questions are answered. And then we take it up the chain of command, and the bottom line is if they all insist to go in without adequate answers, then everybody is guilty. From the prime minister that ordered the action the Minister of Defense that uh, turned that order into uh, you know, reality all the way down to the pilot. They have all committed a war crime. They are all culpable for the crime. They should all be held accountable for the crime. Gary, put up the um, images of the um, Gaza University. I think Scott and I can talk over it if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Here we go. So this was um, Gaza University four days ago, you can see what it looks like. You're going to see a very compelling uh, view from, the, from a drone uh, in, in a couple of minutes. So your argument is that not only the civilian command, but the guy who dropped the bomb that did this, or the bombs that did this, or who pulled the trigger or threw the switch that sent the missiles that did this, ought to have known what he was doing. There's a view of what was a university in Gaza as recently as last Saturday. Actually, that photo you just showed is even worse, Judge. It's a, it's a mosque. It's a mosque. It's a, religious, it's a religious site, which is a protected site. And again, they knew it was a mosque when they bombed it. And in order to justify bombing it, you need hard intelligence. There's an imminent threat uh, coming from that mosque that justifies this. Otherwise, you can't strike that. That's a protected target. And, and even if even if Hamas hiding in there, that's not an imminent threat that justifies the destruction of a religious house. It comes down to proportionality. If three Hamas fighters who are wounded run into that mosque to seek shelter, uh, and it's full of 50 worshipers, no, you don't get to bomb that mosque. If the commander of Hamas is holding a secret meeting in the basement of, of or the commander of Hamas is in the state basement holding a secret meeting, and this is a once in a lifetime chance to eliminate that leadership target then you get to do it. Like I said, everything has a, uh, it, it, you have to go through it, yeah. What is your theory on, on how, this, how this happened? How, not the, the politics or the history that got us there, but the intelligence failures of Mossad with its vaunted reputation, CIA, uh, how could the three best intelligence uh, services on the planet I've missed this. Well, first of all, the CIA has for some time now, when it comes to issues of Israel and Israeli security, uh, they um, basically give a nod to Israel. So if Israel says this is a threat, uh, there's some exceptions. For instance, the Iranian nuclear problem, um, the CIA uh, has said, no, we have our own independent assessment on that. But when it comes to Hamas or Hezbollah or anything dealing with the potential of terrorist attacks on Israeli soil, the CIA, uh, if, if there's 
any question, they will yield to Israel and say, we, we, will, we will follow your assessment. Um, that's the same mistake we made back in 1973, by the way, uh, on the Yom Kippur War, uh, when Israeli intelligence failed again. At that time, the CIA admitted in an after-action report that they stopped doing critical assessments of Israeli-related intelligence because they simply took the Israeli assessments at face value and didn't want to challenge them. And I believe that's the model that was going on today for Israel. Again, it's the 1973 model. One of the things that came out of 73 is the following. Israel's collectors were collecting all the data necessary to show that Egypt was getting ready to attack the president now. They wrote assessment saying this is when they're going to do it, where they're going to do it, how they're going to do it. That was sent up the chain of command. The king of Jordan was warning Golda Meir, the prime minister, that Egypt and Syria were getting ready to do something big. But Israel was infected with what they call the conception and the conception at that time was that Egypt would never engage in this because it wasn't in Egypt's best interest to do this. Therefore, we dismiss all of the intelligence. Today, we come forward. If this isn't that the Israelis didn't collect information. They have very good collectors out there. They collected a lot of data, and that data was pointing to something was going to happen. They also had Egypt apparently providing a tip-off saying something big is going to happen. But once again, Israel was infected with conception. And the conception this time was that Hamas was moving away from being a terrorist organization dedicated to the destruction of Israel and instead becoming an organization dedicated to the governance of Gaza. Israel was taking off some of the, the pressure. They had allowed thousands of Palestinians to leave Gaza and get jobs in Israel to bring in income. The standard of living was going up. Hope was rising up, at least from the Israeli perspective. And the Israelis said it's not in Hamas's interest carried out an attack like this, all this information that we're collecting that an attack is imminent, it's propaganda on the part of Hamas to tell everybody, look, we're big and tough, but the reality is Hamas has given up being tough. They want to become a responsible a governing body. And so the conception overrode all of the actual intelligence data. And then the last thing about the Israelis is this time around, they collect so much data on Gaza that they put into a supercomputer and they allow artificial intelligence to come up with various algorithms that do threat modeling. And so they allowed themselves to be held prisoner to a damn computer instead of listening to the expert whose brain is 20 times better than any AI program you can come up with. All right, the consumption model, which you've just described and of which you are rightly uh, critical. This is the, uh, this is the 67 or the 73 war, or this is now? It was the 73 war where they were guilty of it, and then they did away with it. When I was in Israel working with Israeli intelligence, they had created this, this body called the Doubting Thomas. It was a colonel, and he had a staff. But his job was to be critical of every analysis that went up the chain of command. Before it could get to the head of intelligence to the prime minister, it had to go through him, and he challenged right. every single assertion. Right. Every right. single right. 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 that really intel said, Things coming, but politics, culture, history, whatever you want to call it, rejected that intel. Or are you of the view that they were asleep at the switch and didn't even look at their intel? Or are you of the view that they looked the other way because they wanted an excuse to invade Gaza? Well, first of all, I don't accept they looked the other way. They wanted an excuse to invade Gaza. I know that's a popular conspiracy out there. Let me just say this. I worked at very close level with Israeli uh, soldiers, with Israeli professionals, and they would never sacrifice their soldiers or their citizens in this manner. Uh, anybody who comes up with that has no clue 
who Israel is, what Israelis are. That's just not something they would be willing to do. Not with the history they have. What happened this time? Did they ignore actionable intelligence or did they not acquire actionable intelligence? No, I believe they acquired a whole bunch of actionable intelligence. I believe that their dependence upon uh, artificial intelligence to do threat modeling uh, was corrupted by the conception that Hamas would never do this. And I believe that the leadership had bought into the notion that their policies of pacifying Hamas through economic incentives were working, and therefore they weren't going to allow anything to disrupt that. So they ignored information they were being told about the possibility of an imminent attack. Uh, I disagree with that thoroughly. That still doesn't explain all that technology that they got around. Is it real? that would have given them warning long before Hamas entered Israel. Long before. Okay? That doesn't explain that. No, that's that's the one area where he and I part company. Okay? We'll see in the coming days because the one thing that Netanyahu has been screaming and talking about and doing since The 1990s has been the confiscation of land, okay? Because under the right of return, which supposedly precedes the building of the second temple and the red heifer and all of this uh, Jewish folklore, right? And in some cases, Biblical prophecy. They need that land because there are too many people in Israel. So much of the fighting that has occurred for the last 30 plus years has been about settlers basically taking Palestinian lands and shooting them if necessary and never going to jail. The other part that I disagree with him on is uh, the prosecution of war crimes. Uh, That's under UN control. And as I stated before, the two times that UN measures have been overturned have both been in the cases of is it real? They don't get prosecuted. They get to violate the law at will because of the powers of capital. Okay? You can read into that International Monetary Fund, World Bank penalties if you don't do what we say. All right? So I disagree with him from that perspective, too. Netanyahu has never been prosecuted for the things that he's done. Never. Okay? But neither has the United States for the things that it's done in killing, assassinating governments and overthrowing governments and blowing up oil pipelines. Who going to prosecute them? Remember, family, and this goes internationally in terms of uh, 
the whole global system of white supremacy. There is no law. There's only selected prosecution. Now, we've been saying that for decades so that people understand what the problem really is. And you see it writ large in terms of what the Biden administration run by Zionists, including Biden, who has made public statements that he is a dyed-in-the-wool Zionist. That's who's protecting him. How y'all doing? (laughs) Excuse me. I didn't mean for that to come on. (laughs) That's all right. I thought somebody was on the line, Bill. Uh, no, that's the computer. So that's the problem, family. There is no law. Your There's only selected Okay? So if you can't uh, practice justice, then what's the point? What is the point? You see? But as I, the things I do agree with Scott Ritter, because uh, we talked about these things as they were happening over the last 40-plus years, the indiscriminate shooting and breaking <laughs> of arms and legs of Palestinian children. Well, hell, that ain't very much different than what they, the police would do to black people here. That's why back in the 80s, we referred to the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Uh, we related th- what was going on there to what was going on here. And it was accurate because the police are being trained in Israel. And the name of the game is to dehumanize you such that you then become fair game to be treated any way that the police, in this case, the Israeli Defense Forces and the settlers, all of whom are constricted uh, to be part of the military, it's the same thing. And that's why we say it. For people to be running around talking about uh, defunding the police, and not talk about the people that were training them to exhibit the behavior that you see is totally out of order. So now that behavior has now uh, shown itself to be predominant in the court system. Okay? They're letting criminals back out on the street because they want chaos. They got to bring down America. That's the ultimate goal. And if they got to import the million illegals to this country with the promises of citizenship and free stuff, if when we call you in time of need, you appear at this location to become our new army along with the LGBT folks, to fight against MAGA 
or, or more accurately, what they describe as white supremacy, when in fact the Democratic Party and the Democratic Socialists of America, uh, so-called Marxist-Leninists, are the very picture, as we explained and outlined by way of the ADL, of the global system of white supremacy. And you know, so we, you are you on it, Doctor S, because I was I, I saw um, something the other day where one of the illegals they showed they this person their car. They got cars, and it said. I forgot what something something army. He said he was part of an army. Yes, but it's not just here; it's in Europe too. And I can't recall the Jewish lady's name. That's a member either of the EU or the Parliament. I think it's the EU. She said the Jews are going to be blamed because she was Jewish. Mm-hmm. The Jews are going to be blamed for the mass migration that's taking place all over Europe. She said, but we'll accept the blame because it's their policy. Man, I wish I, I could never remember this white woman's name, okay, this Jewish woman's name. She didn't have it, okay? So that's why they're being protected. And every month through the United Nations, these people are given two to three thousand dollars, right? That's yeah. automatically on their cards. Cause it look like a credit card. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. The debit is more accurate to call yeah, it a the debit de- card. Yeah, the debit card. Yeah, that's what it looked like. But it do say Army on there. Yes. And that's being done through the NGOs who are all throughout Latin America. They have places all over Latin America where they go to get this money put on their car. No, it wasn't Christine Lagarde, Brother Drew. It wasn't Christine Lagarde. Christine Lagarde is not a member of the EU. Okay? Uh, Don't even try to think about this woman's name because it's just... She said that, and then she disappeared. But the whole point is, this policy is being implemented because the greatest force that will fight back, they've had world wars over these people. They fought two wars over these Jews. Okay? So... <clears throat> the greatest threat to them is Christian dogma, of which many parts of white world subscribes to, okay, and the willingness of white people to fight against these people. So what do they do? They flood these countries all over Europe with Muslims, black, and Arab. And then if you say anything, particularly in Britain, but not exclusive to them, against Islam, they'll lock your ass up immediately. If you say anything 
against LGBT, they will lock your ass up immediately. You hear me? They did the same thing after World War II, and that still exists in uh, some of the countries in Europe to this day, particularly Germany. If you talk about Adolf Hitler, they'll lock your ass up. Okay? This is the real deal. Why are they still celebrating them and arming them in Ukraine? There are a lot of facets to this whole thing. The headlines were going to be Ukraine war over, Russia wins. That's where they were headed. This takes that off the map. Okay, so it just like 9-11, it serves a variety of purposes. It's not just one thing. The various countries will use it to their own benefit. They want people crying and moaning about Israeli casualties. Unfortunately for them, too many people see through it. And again, just like the blind shake that was brought to this country by the CIA and then set up and blamed for the first World Trade Center bombing, Sheikh Abdul Rahman, brought here by the CIA, the head of Egypt. Uh, man, I'm running a blank on his name, too. Not Sadat. This is in the 1990s. Ah. He replaced Sadat until Obama tried to overthrow him. And now you got Sisi, okay? But uh, during the uh, so-called color revolutions under Obama, uh, financed by George Soros and Microsoft and the other so-called tech barons, uh, yeah, they were the financiers of that thing, so-called orange revolution. That's why you see the weapons from Ukraine in the hands of so-called Uh, in the hands of so-called Palestinians now. The the weapons uh, from Gaddafi in Libya ended up in the hands of ISIS, uh, okay, to fight in Syria. You think that's just a coincidence? No, but the government of Egypt, man, why can't I remember this guy's name? Help me out, Andrew. What's his name? The former head of Egypt. He said, point uh, blank. Is it, Mer- is it uh, the last name, Merbaka, M-U-B-A-R-A-C-K-M-O-S-N-I? Thank you, Beth. Hosni Mubarak, yes. Hosni Mubarak came out point blank and said the CIA should know who did uh, 9-11 and they should know about Sheikh Abdul Rahman. He's been on their payroll for years. Google it, family. Google it. 
okay? He was on their payroll. <laughs> it, it, it's truly, truly unbelievable, okay? Oh, and one other thing that Scott Ritter said, uh, the CIA is primarily a Zionist construct today. It's run by them, just like the FBI. All right? So that's what's subverting the law. Well, isn't that the deep the deep threat, the deep state? Yeah, they call it that, but go and look up deep state and give me a name. Give me some real names. See, when I point to you that it's the CIA, we can then show you why they run in social media. They're all over social media that's been exposed. Twitter, Facebook, and the other social media giants, okay? Uh, we can show you that the CIA is all over the media, okay? And, Mainstream yeah, media. yeah, yeah, you're right. You see? And the FBI, and of course, by extension, the NSA. You see? That's the difference. When you say deep state, well, what is that? That's for people Nazi. who don't want to be the isn't it the Nazis, the, Nian, the Zionists, what we're talking about? Yeah, that's true. But we still need to point to the institutions that are basically calling all, that are behind all this stuff that's going on. So when we say the CIA, the CIA has a head. Now, who, who's the it's, head now? I know Brenner and them is gone. Who's the head now? They ain't gone. They're the mouthpieces. Uh, it's, oh, okay. a, it's a white girl, a Jewish girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I cannot pronounce her name, okay? But it wouldn't take but 30 seconds to point in uh, the yeah, head of the CIA and it'll, right. it'll pop right, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, starts with an H. Anyway, uh, when we say the FBI, uh, it, that's beyond deep state. We can go and look up the head of the FBI and the governing body of the FBI, and we know then who's behind it. You see? People say deep state. Ginger? Is it, is it Gina uh, Hostel? Is that her? And you see, I couldn't. I, it starts with an H. H A S T E L. Yes. Hostel. She's been involved in criminal activity, particularly the torture program. She ran that. Wow. She looks so innocent. Of course. <laughs> of course. So that's what we're talking about here. She's directly involved. She was also the CIA station chief. I think even Ukraine or Great Britain, when the setup of Trump was taking place. <laughs> so you might ask yourself, well, how the hell did she become the head of the CIA? Because they're running the government. That's why. Mm-hmm. You see, but they called them a deep state. No. 
<coughs> I understand why a coward would call it the deep state because they don't want to be targeted. I understand that clearly. But at some point, we need to put names on faces and not use these catch-all phrases that basically leave you right where you were to begin with, confused, because that's what they want to do. But, yeah, Gina Haspel uh, is a monster. She's a monster. Mm. Remember, Bear, the, the entire move to remove Trump, the coup d'etat, emanated from Europe, from Britain. It was in two primary locations, Britain and Ukraine. <laughs> but none of this, all of this, the CIA has created. for all practical purposes, through the United Nations. And I didn't know this, family, but there was a secret meeting. See, as I'm doing research, I run across this, and it just blows me away. That's why, and I always warn people, in spite of people who like to pat themselves on the back incessantly, you know, that's without end, they break their arms, patting themselves on the back because they found a little morsel of something that someone uh, they may not have heard before, and they think that uh, this gives them extra points on the knowledge scale. No. Uh, Brother Mike reminded me of this the other day. I used to always tell people that, man, if you want a sense of humility, and understanding how much you think you know, go sit in any major library just for a few hours and look at all of them books. Forget about the microfish and all the other stuff. Just look at all them books and ask yourself how many of them have you read. Then you understand that what you know can be put in a thimble with plenty of room left over. That's why we don't take bows for the little research that we do. You don't take no bows because that's a very humbling experience to sit in there amongst all that knowledge, and you ain't read 99% of what, what these books are talking about, and you're not going to. You see? But it, So you realize it ain't about what you know. Okay? The security comes in what you realize, and that is what you don't know. Far, far greater what you don't know. Okay? But I'm doing my research, family, and I'm running in this article from Great Game India. And, again, all this is related to, because Israel is created in 1947, by the UN and a half white black man basically gives the stamp of approval a Ralph Bunch. Okay? Uh, one other thing. 
ago when Canada celebrated the Nazis. Oh, you can't make this up. <clears throat> they did it on Yom Kippur. <clears throat> you can't make that up because the Million Man March that I haven't heard one single solitary word this year about. Normally there's a acknowledgement that it took place. Not this year. To my knowledge. I mean, this is just me. I'm not saying somebody probably didn't talk about it. But this year, I didn't hear anything. Okay? That was held, and I disagreed at the time. During Yom Kippur, and the minister uh, basically made the foundation of the Million Man March atonement. And I said to myself, as a black man, I ain't got nothing to atone about. I understood the metaphysical context that he was using that in. Uh, I just disagreed. Okay? Because look where we are now. Anyway, the secret meeting that created the United Nations hyphen, the Dumbarton Oaks Conference, D-U-M-B-D-A-R-T-O-N, Oaks Conference, O-A-K-S Conference, Dumbarton Oaks Conference. Check this out, family. I think you'll find it quite interesting. And look at the major players. Okay, this is from Great Game India. Great game, India. And we're going to get, uh, Bev, are we are we on for tomorrow? Uh, we have to do Friday. Can you do Friday? Oh, I can't do Friday, so don't worry about it. We'll just come back next week because this is never ending, and this stuff is not going to cease. If anything, it's going to ramp up, okay? Okay, well, so I probably I, can move things. I'll move things around. We can come back tomorrow. This is important. I'll move it around. Yeah, because you know what they all. We one of the things that we also uh, need to deal with is uh, the Washington Post, and I saw this on Alex Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. The Washington Post wrote a big old article talking about the Jews need to sum, summon the golem. to deal with anti-Semitism. Okay. Now the golem is just another word for the zombie, but they conjure this thing up to do their bidding. And we dealt with this some time ago. But they openly talking about doing that in the Washington Post. Yeah, everything out in the open now. <laughs> uh, I couldn't put it any any better way, Beth. So let me go back to this article. They say the Dumbarton Oaks Conference, or more formally, the Washington Conversations on International Peace and Security Organization, was a global gathering where ideas for the creation of a quote general international organization unquote which would later become the United Nations, were developed and negotiated. 
protect the players. The United States, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, and China served as the conference's four policemen. It took place in Washington, D.C. at the Dumbarton Oaks Estate on August 21st to October 7th, 1944. Okay? They say, in order to implement paragraph four of the Moscow Declaration of 1943, which acknowledged the necessity for a post-war international organization, follow the League of Nations, the Dumbarton Oaks Conference serves as the first significant step. Delegates from the four policemen, China, the Soviet Union, the United States, and the United Kingdom, discussed plans to create an organization to uphold global peace and security during the summit. Now, don't you find that interesting, Sister Bear? Because right today, you got China and the Soviet Union on one side of the chessboard and the United States and so-called United Kingdom on the other side. Nobody's pushing nuclear war more than so-called not-so-Great Britain. Okay? And you talk about a bunch of sissies. Remember, the whole socialist movement here comes from there through Canada. All right? Them people been practicing socialism uh, for a long, long time. Okay? So I find it interesting because Back in the day, remember, family, I said the USSR to me was nothing more than the United States senior USSR because it looked to me that they were putting on front that they were enemies when, in fact, they were compatriots, and they had decided that they were going to divide up the world, and that's what they did. So in order to kill the people in large numbers without them objecting, because these two so-called powers never fought each other, but yet, they wanted me to think that the war was, about, I mean, the world was basically about communism versus capitalism. And stupid me, I used to always ask myself, if the Russians are uh, anti-religion and uh, anti-capital, why do they have the ruble in uh, one of the oldest churches on the planet? the Eastern Orthodox. How is that possible? Somebody lied. That was the major thing for me. And I knew they supported Mao Zedong in World War II. Okay? I didn't know China would be as prominent back then because they were basically just getting up off the ground from and trying to recover the United States and Great Britain, more Great Britain than the United States, was doing had done to them during the Opium Wars, because uh, many of the so-called elite they made their money, or they made mega bucks, 
off of their money uh, through the uh, transport of opium. Okay? <clears throat> the Dust East India Company probably would have collapsed had it not been for the opium trade. That's the real deal. So, I, you know, as a young guy, I knew something was wrong. It seemed like whenever the United States would come up with something, the Soviet Union would have it, and then the space programs really tripped me out because they they were like carbon copies of each other. Well, how do these two countries get the same shaped spacecraft? How is that possible? And that's why, family, you'll hear me saying things like, to me, like this whole Ukraine war thing is is not real. Is Russia playing along with this thing? Is this a setup to wipe out or to clean out Ukraine so they can turn it into a greater Israel? That's where they came from, these so-called Ashkenazi. Hmm. That's something to think about. You like, damn right it is. All I used to say. Hmm. <laughs> and and we we still finding out about these secret arrangements because they say national security, national security, and then they had all this stuff for decades. Okay, and I've done a lot of research on the United Nations over the years. I've never heard of this this organization. Anyway, they go on to say, Sir Alexander Cardigan, the British Permanent Undersecretary of the Undersecretary of State for Foreign Affairs, Andre Gromyko, the Soviet Ambassador to the United States, uh, he was one of the earlier guys that I recall in my youth. I'm talking as a teenager. Andre Gromyko. You, you got to understand, family. I watch news programs. That was my favorite stuff. Uh, biography with Mike Wallace. History, that was my favorite stuff. I love those programs, okay? So I knew about more about Walter Cronkite and Eric Severide and all of these people than I knew about my own family. Okay? Then you had Wellington Koo, the Chinese ambassador to the United Kingdom, and Edward Stittenias, uh, Edward Stittenias Jr., the Undersecretary of State of the United States, all served as delegation chairs. Uh, Stettenias presided over the meeting, while Cordell Hull, the Secretary of State of the United States, gave the welcome speech. I remember him too. Due to the Soviet's reluctance to meet with the Chinese face-to-face between August 21st and September 28th, delegates from the Soviet Union, the United Kingdom, and the United States met. In the second, talks took place between September 29th and October 7th between representatives of the United States, the United Kingdom, and the People's Republic of China. They say, these meetings were made possible thanks in large part to Robert Woods Bliss, who along with his wife, 
Mildred Barnes Bliss donated Dumbarton Oaks to Harvard University in 1940 to establish a scholarly research institution and museum in Byzantine studies. There's Harvard uh, laying back in the weeds in the cut back in 1940, family. Okay? They say he had already promised to provide Secretary Hull access to the Dumbarton Oaks facilities in June of 1942. Now, they are already dividing up the world in 1942. Okay, why they at war with Germany, allegedly. Okay, Hitler, the only reason they attacked him from what I, I see is because he didn't want to subscribe to their version of world government uh, coming out of the uh, uh, League of Nations. Okay? He wanted more power. That's why so much of white world, Western Europe, was on his side. Okay? Anyway, they said, the State Department determined that Dumbarton Oaks could comfortably accommodate the delegates in June 1944 and that the environment was ideal. Harvard University President James B. Conant extended the invitation in a letter dated June 30, 1944. The complete American control of the conference, including U.S. military intelligence, of cable traffic to the delegates and FBI watch of their movements in the city is described in the act of creation. The founding of the United Nations by Stephen Schlesinger, okay, this is the act of creation. Uh, the founding of the United Nations by Stephen Schlesinger. They say, quote, the military man in charge of the San Francisco eavesdropping and coal-breaking operation indicated his own sense of accomplishment. Quote, pressure of work has at last abated, and the 24-hour day has shortened the branch. Has shortened. The branch believes that its contribution may have significant impact on the conference's success. So they sit there telling you that they spine on everything and everybody associated with that conference, okay? Now, we don't know if the NSA was around at that point because uh, I want to say the 19, the NSA didn't exist. May have been the 1980s. I'm kind of fuzzy on that, okay? But I know for a long, long time, I think it was the 1980s, they denied that it even existed. Okay? And I'll bet you 99.999% uh, of the people listening to us cannot tell you when the NSA started. Where is it located? It started, it started November the 4th, 1952. Now, how would you know that off the top of your head, Bear? Because I'm reading it. Oh, okay. <laughs> 1952. 
No, 50, 52. Yeah, I said 1952, 5-2. Oh, I thought you said, okay, I thought you said 62. Okay. No. Okay, then that's five years, or that's shortly after the founding, and I don't I don't buy that date. Okay. <laughs> I'm just honest. That's probably the one they want us to know, all right? Because I'm telling you, for a long, long time, they denied that it even existed. Okay, and then they say again the charter started in January the tenth, nineteen seventy-two. Okay, ain't that interesting? <laughs> so what were they doing from nineteen fifty-two to nineteen seventy? Right, that they was doing illegal stuff if they ain't got no mm-hmm. charter, which basically governs their behavior. Yeah, in twenty years. Yeah. So, man, again, I know it was either. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was the 1980s when they finally they couldn't hide it anymore. Okay. Because, okay, and they did. Yeah, I'm here. They're saying that. I'm reading some more. It said the uh-huh. 80s. And I'm telling you why that is, because you mm-hmm. had CIA agents who were station chiefs that were finally now starting to come out and admit that the NSA was real, mm-hmm. that it did exist, okay? And, but that's when you started having CIA whistleblowers toward the late 70s, early 80s. Prior to that, CIA whistleblowers were disappeared, okay? That's why even during Kennedy, no CIA came forward and said anything. So now, anyway, they go on to say, the conference's mood and how Stettinius brought the British and Soviet negotiations, negotiators to the Diamond Horseshoe nightclub and had cocktails with Nelson Rockefeller, described by Robert Hildebrand. Hollywood films were being presented every day for free throughout the city. The group enjoyed a buffet dinner and were entertained by a black quartet singing spirituals at Stentonius' house. Horseshoe wants the cavalcade reached there. Okay, so his house was called the Horseshoe. So what better group to have singing some Negro spirituals uh, than some black folks, some black smiths? family. That's a joke. Because, you know, that was one of our uh, uh, most expansive last names. Smith. Smith. Yeah. Oh, many black people got the last name named Smith. It makes you wonder how did so many black people get that last name? Where's the Smith family? Where's the Smith plantation? So the blacksmith, right, quartet, and the name of the Stentonias' house is the horseshoe. Anyway, see, that joke didn't go over real well, but that's all right. <laughs> Discussions were centered on two issues. The mm-hmm. first concern was the place the Soviet Union would occupy inside the new organization 
since Franklin D. Roosevelt's initial plan was intended to include American worldwide uh, hegemony. So Roosevelt didn't want Stalin, right, who was running Russia at the time. He didn't want Stalin to be a part of the uh, the Gang of Four. He didn't want him to have the same amount of power as the United States. Now, from that perspective, that could be the prelude to the so-called communist capitalist feud, okay? But they say the second issue involved the Security Council's permanent members' veto power. The Security Council is the United Nations family. Stalin waved off opposition to the American version of the veto, dismissing it as an inconsequential matter. He was quite willing to sacrifice any independent state in the UN's development. He was quite willing to sacrifice any independent state in the UN's development, clinging to the belief that veto powers would neutralize any threat from it. So though that Security Council, any member, can block anything that comes out of that with their veto, okay? Russia is still a member of the United Nations Security Council. So is China. Somebody playing us here? Is somebody playing us here? Playing us off against each other? Certainly appears that way to me. And anywhere you got the Rockefellers, you got hell uh, going on. So notice one of the major players up front is Nelson Rockefeller. Okay? They go on to say, Nelson Rockefeller urged the FBI to be the one to relay reports to Stentonius, despite the fact that he played no formal part in the meeting, according to Schlesinger. He didn't have to play a part in it, okay? The Rockefellers were basically running the country, particularly David Rockefeller. Nelson Rockefeller was more politically inclined in terms of being the face that was seen all over the place, former governor of New York, and was to be the president in the 1970s after they got got rid of Richard Nixon, who, in fact, went to work for the Rockefeller law firm after he lost to Kennedy uh, in 1960. Okay, so Kennedy gets introduced to heavy metal, and out of nowhere comes Richard Nixon right off the Rockefeller stable. Nixon gets uh, Judaized, asked Henry Kissinger. Nixon was scared to openly talk in the White House. According to him, he was scared of the Jewish bastards. You could see it too. Oh yeah, particularly he was sweating. Go ahead. Yes, but particularly Henry Kissinger. 
Kissinger then does a detente, sets up the peace uh, with Vietnam, okay, uh, and just as just as, as an out and out traitor, okay. A hundred years old, this bastard still breathing, okay. Uh, but he's the one that uh, brings China in the U.S. orbit because now the fight in terms of East and West is now who's going to basically get China on their side. So the United States begins to deindustrialize because now uh, they think they got China on their side. So they give China a large piece, uh, damn near all of the manufacturing in this country. That's what detente was all about. It was the Rockefeller slash UN program to get China away from Russia, right, during this competition on their side. And uh, the carrot was U.S. manufacturing. It started then. It didn't start under Bill Clinton. It accelerated under Bill Clinton, okay, because he was taking suitcases full of money from the Chinese hand over fist with his criminal-minded ass, all right? Uh, That's when it started, family, under Richard Nixon, but it was at the behest of the Rockefellers. Uh, And a very interesting thing happened. Nixon gets watergated by the intelligence community, just like they're doing Orange Man. He's watergated now. Okay? Uh, And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Council of Foreign Relations and Trilateralist member Gerald Ford and Bilderberger, who just like Joe Biden, though not as old, seem to have a penchant for tripping and falling over every damn thing that wasn't there. And it's a good thing he did have that propensity for tripping and falling over. Because one of Charles Manson's little girls, Squeaky Phone, tried to put a bullet in his ass. Okay, Gerald Ford, straight out of Michigan. That's where he came from, family. Nobody elected him. He was selected. Okay? They removed uh, Nixon's vice president, Phil Agnew. They used to always say, if Agnew, who else knew? (laughs) All right? So they got him out the way, put Gerald Ford, their guy, in there, and there. I'm going to give you one guess who Gerald Ford's vice president was because nobody, for the first time in the history of this country, nobody picked the president or the vice president. Nobody picked him? Oh, when he Ford came in. Both of them were selected. Mm. They got rid of the vice president Mm -hmm. before they got rid of the president. See, normally they get rid of the president, then the vice president take over. 
in Nixon's case, they got rid of the, the vice president first. Then they got rid of Nixon. And here come Gerald Ford, and guess who he picks as his vice president? Nelson Rockefeller. Okay? And then a very strange thing happened. Uh, folks start trying to kill Gerald Ford. Oh, wow. Obvious. So Rockefeller could be promoted all the way to president. The Rockefellers had a history of hating people in this country. That old saying about, brother, can you spare a dime? That came from the penny pinching history of the old man Rockefeller. Hmm. Okay? who sold snake oil and swindled people out of their land to get his wealth. And he said he was so cheap that he threw pennies around like they were manhole covers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he still, they still, they still at it today because I was just reading in 2020, Rockefeller filed the patent to uh, the frequency that moves them in that shot, the particles in the shot, he got a yeah. patent on that. So oh, they're they, still doing this stuff. These people have been involved in stuff. The the last 100 years, this country was the Rockefeller century. Mm. That's why you find the hands in everything, okay? We know the Rothschilds, that's Europe, okay? Mm-hmm. But Rockefeller is uniquely American gangster at the highest level mm-hmm. in that whole family. But that's what was supposed to happen because people were clear that they could be governors and they can get elected as senators. Their history was so atrocious relative to people that they could never have a Rockefeller elected as president in this country. So it was decided that they would get through mayhem what they couldn't get uh, any other way. So Gerald Ford was supposed to die. And he didn't, thanks to him not being able to stand, because he wasn't too intellectually uh, bright either. Mm -hmm. To be quite he was a dummy. Okay, a straight dummy. And they should have kept his ass right there in Sherwood Forest in Michigan. They should have planted extra trees <laughs> and dropped his ass in the woods so he couldn't find himself out of it with his way out of there. Okay? But that's what was supposed to happen and it didn't. All right. So they end up getting Jimmy Carter, the first trilateral president, and he basically put his in his entire administration into the hands of the Trilateral Commission, which is the Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. That's who ran McCarter. Wow. So Reagan comes in, right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Reagan came in by holding up the hostages. You might remember the Iran hostage crisis. Yeah. Reagan went back door with the aid of George Bush, who had been the head of the CIA, when, or he was a, uh, a station chief, more or less, 
Uh, he had a lot of sway because of his daddy uh, overseeing the Kennedy assassination. Okay? He's in later on because the heads of the CIA for a short period of time. I'm talking about George W. Uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. Okay? The daddy. Yeah, yeah, the daddy. But remember, they family tree go back to the Nazis. Right. Okay? So here we go with that Nazi thing again. So Reagan becomes the president because uh, George Herbert Walker, uh, you could see he was retarded, kept it under wraps. Uh, W couldn't keep it under wraps. (laughs) He was obviously retarded. Yeah. But look at what happened to him. One of them ran for president, served one term because he threatened to hold the money back Loan guarantees. I'm talking about George Herbert Walker. He threatened mm-hmm. to hold the money back from the Jews. Mm-hmm. The so-called loan guarantees. And they erupted on his ass and told him he could forget about winning the second term. So what happened? They put Bill Clinton in office. Rick, Rick. Yeah, but before that, Reagan, uh, unlike George, uh, unlike Gerald Ford, didn't slip and fall and all this kind of stuff a lot. And unfortunately for him, Bush's uh, programmed assassin, Hinckley, wasn't it Hinckley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tried to assassinate Reagan. So who could become the president? George Herbert Walker Bush. Mm-hmm. The only reason that Reagan picked Bush was because Bush had the CIA connections and was parlaying with the Ayatollah Khomeini not to release the hostages to Carter, forcing Carter to do uh, a drive-by where he was going to go and have the uh, the uh, military to to gangster the hostages from Iran, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a dismal failure because the CIA stopped him. Okay? Because Bush had made a deal. When Reagan won the election, the hostages were re- released damn near immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yes, because they had made the deal. Mm-hmm. And so subsequently so-called becomes a hero. But what he don't know is there's a Hinkley hiding in his cornflakes. <laughs> okay? That's Bush's buddies, George Herbert Walker. So Hinkley is supposed to assassinate Reagan, and then Bush, who ran against Reagan, right, and hated mm-hmm. Reagan because Bush was like a mechanical man, a robot. All right, couldn't talk, couldn't do damn anything. You can't come up with one quote from uh, George Herbert Walker Bush because he said nothing of any consequence. So there was no need to quote him. I can quote Noriega. Noriega said, we're not worried about Bush because we got him by the balls. And he was talking Mm -hmm. about the fact that he was a business partner in the cocaine trade with George Herbert Walker Bush. 
Because they put Noriega in power and then took him out. Okay? So I'm just saying all that to say that a lot of this stuff we see is history. There's always other stuff going on. They give you the storybook version. But the real version is totally different. And that's why you see Rockefeller mentioned in the establishment of the United Nations before the United Nations even put in there. And now you understand why uh, the, the building that the United Nations is housed in was given to them by the Rockefeller family. Let me go on. They say Nelson Rockefeller urged the FBI to be the one to relay reports to Stettinius. Wait. Okay. They say despite the fact that he played no formal part in the meeting, according to Schlesinger. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have to. He's probably sitting at Rockefeller uh, Plaza listening to everything that was going on. Because you know the damn place was bugged wherever they was meeting at. They say, in fact, Rockefeller received all reports from the FBI. Schlesinger also recounts how Argentina was left out of the UN logo because of its alliance with Nazi Germany. Okay. They say Rockefeller insisted that Argentina should be permitted to join the UN despite having a pro-fascist government. Now, Bev, do you know who was the head of Argentina during those years? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take I'm a look at it. I'm looking at him, but I can't. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Because the woman was more popular than her husband. It was like the monk. The shoes. No, that was the other guy. No, I'm thinking about the the Jewish guy. Remember Ferdinand Marcos and his wife, Amelda Marcos, Mm -hmm. from the Philippines? Mm -hmm. Uh, She had about 40,000 pairs of shoes. She had a whole apartment that was nothing but shoes. That's what I was talking about the shoes, the lady with the shoes. That's who you're talking about. They were Filipinos. They ran the Philippines. But they were put okay. there as gangsters. Mm. Gangsters. See, that's another story that ain't never been told. The, the story of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how they so close to America? Well, they put dictators. Uh, how about... Uh, they made a famous movie. I, I may be get, I may have this mixed up, but remember Hitler and the Nazis were supposed to have fled to either Brazil or Argentina. Okay, they were those were the two destinations. Thank you, thank you, Brother Drew. Juan Perón and Evita Perón. They made a movie in the stage called Evita. So while Juan was in the background kicking everybody's ass that raised their voice against him, Evita was a fashion plate. 
So uh, Rockefeller insisted that Argentina be permitted to join the UN despite having a pro-fascist government. Rockefeller had the support of the Latin American delegations, which infuriated Nicolo Tucci, the director of the U.S. State Department's Bureau of Latin American Research. Well, I dare him to speak out loud. You know what he did? You know what Tucci did? Tucci resigned saying, my bureau was supposed to counter Nazi and fascist propaganda in South America, but Rockefeller is inviting the worst fascists and Nazis to Washington. Did you hear me, family? Rockefeller is inviting the worst fascists and Nazis to Washington at the founding of the United Nations. Maybe that's why eugenics fit in perfectly in the United Nations. They said while Rockefeller was lobbying the meeting to approve the uh, Chapultepec Pact, Washington was pushing for the establishment of a global organization. Rockefeller prevailed at the conference despite Stentonius and John Foster Dulles's resistance. The Dulles brothers were also two of the most infamous gangster son of a bitches that ever disgraced the planet. Okay? Uh uh, John Foster Dulles, from my readings, was probably the major uh, strategist for the murder of John Kennedy. What's his name again? John what? John Foster Dulles or Alan oh, Dulles. Okay. I get them mixed up. They were brothers. But they came out of the OSS, the Office of Strategic or Special Investigations, that was the the CIA's equivalent during World War II. They were the spies, okay? And they knew Kennedy's daddy was a gangster. So they didn't take kindly after coming through World War II and being at the head of the spy apparatus, all right, to Kennedy trying to push them around, talking about, he wasn't going to follow intelligence protocol and support the Bay of Pigs. Okay? Stop it, Andrew. All right? So when he didn't support the Bay of Pigs, uh, that pissed him off. And so they introduced him to heavy metal. Okay? And it wasn't just that. It was the whole move towards the uh, silver certificate Messing with the currency, which is the same thing that got Hitler removed. Got Hitler. Yeah. They got Nixon removed. Okay? Uh, messing around with the money. All right? Uh, that'll get you taken out of here in a hurry. Anyway, they go on to say Rockefeller prevailed at the conference despite Stentonius and John Foster Dulles' resistance. There was consensus to insert language allowing, quote, individual or collective self-defense, unquote, at the regional level in Article 51 of the Charter. Schlesinger records that Dulles remarked, quote, 
I owe you an apology, unquote, over a meal with Rockefeller a few years later. We, not had, we might not have had NATO if you guys hadn't done it. So now there comes the origin of NATO, all right, which is basically overstepped its charter's boundaries and is no longer dealing with the North Atlantic. It's trying to take over the world. They're going to say uh, the goals and outcomes were the proposed international organizations declared goals were to maintain international peace and security. And to that end, to take effective collective measures for the prevention and removal of threats to the peace and suppression of acts of aggression or other breaches of the peace, and to bring about by peaceful means adjustment or settlement of international disputes, which may lead to a breach of the peace. That's number one. In other words, uh, to be a collective gangster, the police. Britain? United States, Russia, and China. They were referred to as the policemen. They were supposed to basically control the various sectors of the planet. Okay, Anybody got out of line, you were supposed to kick their ass. All right? Number two, to develop friendly relations among nations and to take other appropriate measures to strengthen universal peace. Number three, to achieve international cooperation in the solution of international economic, social, and other humanitarian problems. And number four, to afford a center for harmonizing the actions of nations in the achievement of these common ends. That would be the United Nations. The delegates settled on a preliminary set of suggestions on October 7, 1944, to achieve these objections. Objectives. During the meeting, the formation of the United Nations Security Council, the invitation of, of members' countries, and the veto power granted to permanent Security Council members were all topics of discussion. The Security Council voting process and Soviet demand to admit to admit all sixteen former Soviet countries to the General Assembly were the only two concerns that the Dumbarton Oaks Conference failed to resolve. So look, they couldn't get, uh, even though the Soviets wanted it to take place, they couldn't get them then, so they continued to plot and scheme to now they're doing the same thing that the Russians suggested back then, but they're doing it through NATO now, which is nothing more than the global military arm of the United Nations, okay, which Putin objects to, which is why he told him, keep your ass out of Ukraine. Do not attempt to make Ukraine a member of NATO. If you do, it's on like Donkey Kong. And, and that's why you what, have. Go ahead, Bill. Wasn't Trump against NATO too? Yes, because he knows 
Now, what I disagree with Trump doing, but I understand why he did it, because he was facing fear, fierce opposition. That uh, that sissy Millie that down, he just spoke mm-hmm. to this the other day on 60 Minutes. He pointed out that a severe bone of contention between him and Trump was uh, his view on NATO. Okay. Because Trump said he was going to abolish it because yeah. of the outlay of this usefulness. But he apparently was talked out of it. I disagree with it, okay? Uh, he came with the angle that the other member states of NATO would have to finance NATO under his uh, presidency and that the United Nations was no longer going to be for all practical purposes, the major financiers of NATO. He said, well, hell, they basically looking out for Europe's interest, the North Atlantic, so why are we paying for it? Let the members pay for it. I believe if he would have had two terms, he probably would have removed it. Yeah, I think he would have too. Okay. Because he was on it before he got in office. He said they need to go. Okay? Now, they say there were several factors involved. First, there was an unassailable majority of Western nations, including the Commonwealth nations of South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. As a result, the USSR would effectively be unable to influence the decision-making process. Second, because they had often cooperated with the Axis during World War II, Eastern European nations that were transitioning to a Moscow-friendly regime were prohibited from joining the UN right once. Finally, although appearing expensive, this Soviet demand was meant to demonstrate that any international organization ready to govern the New World without treating the USSR fairly was doomed to failure. As a result, the Ukrainian and Belarusian SSRs, okay, were admitted as full members of the UN, and Roosevelt was compelled to accept the veto power at the Security Council Council at Yalta. Given that, in the early years of the UN, the vast majority of the General Assembly members were Western countries or Western-friendly under Truman. Uh, Western countries attempted to transfer to the General Assembly decision-making competencies on security matters in order to avoid the this, this Soviet veto in the Security Council. The Soviet Union vehemently condemn these attempts to undermine the Yalta Agreement. So now you're beginning to see what caused the Cold War. These bastards still wouldn't adhere to agreements that they made. Okay? Under Yalta, that's Roosevelt and Stalin uh, and the others. Okay? I think Churchill was one of them. And uh, who was the other one? Was, was Mao there? 
Not Mao. Yeah, I think Mao was there as well. Okay. Anyway, they go on to say, before these problems, you want to say something, I just wanted to tell the family um, that in 20 minutes we're going to the telephone line and um, we'll be off the Internet, and you can call in at 323-642-1586. And we're going to open up the line. You can push number one if you have a question or a comment. And Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe. Please uh, send a donation uh, to help him with his research. Okay, Dr. X. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you, family. And we will uh, be back. And we will be back tomorrow. Yes. Now, they go on to say, before these problems were resolved, the Yalta Conference and more talks with Moscow were necessary. A trusteeship arrangement was also put out at Yalta to replace the League of Nations mandate system. The Security Council's veto powers were formed, and the United Nations Charter <laughs> final draft. Stop it, Andrew. Stop. The security count, because I can't read anything you're sending me. I'm on a dumb phone. It's a little thing as big as, not even big as my hand. So and we I can't all can switch hear over. him. And we can all huh? hear him when he, when he, click, when he messaged you, everybody can hear it. It beats real loud. So stop it, my brother. Uh, we'll talk or whatever. Uh, they say the Security Council's veto powers are formed and the United Nations Charter's final draft was approved at the United Nations Conference on International Organization, often known as the San Francisco Conference, which took place in April through June of 1945. Okay? They say, and notice, family, out of all the countries, How did Ukraine get mentioned with any prominence with these big boys? How does that happen? Maybe it's because Ukraine is something other than what most of us uh, really understand it to be. Okay? Because the Nazis have been all over Ukraine for a long time. Long time. They didn't just fall into being Nazis. And I haven't done any extensive research on Ukraine, but I do know in order for them to be mentioned prominently in this particular article on the formation of the United Nations, okay, when it was still right on the doorstep of Russia, who they're trying to minimize its powers to have or its ability to have veto power in the U.N. Security Council, okay? And then subsequent to that, almost immediately within a few short years, we got the so-called Cold War, okay? Because they had every intention of doubling cross Russia, uh, double-crossing Russia to begin with. Remember, it was uh, who was Patton. Patton said before World War II even stopped. He said, why are we stopping now? Let's go to Russia and kick their ass and make this thing complete. And that was one of their allies. 
he was saying the quiet part out loud. Next thing you know, Russia got nuclear weapons. Well, how did they get them nuclear weapons? Who did they get them from? Do you remember the name of the of the uh, 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 the two people, the husband and wife, who supposedly were executed for giving the Soviet Union the secrets to establish the nuclear bomb? No, I don't remember that. I remember it happening, but I don't remember their name. Let me refresh your memory, because they just did a movie called Oppenheimer, who's directly connected to the Oppenheimer gangster, international gangster family. Wait a minute. You mean that popcorn that they got off, that's part of the gangster family? I'm not sure what you took. Popcorn? Yes, Oppenheimer popcorn. No, no. That's okay. The Oppenheimers okay. were one of the most prominent Jewish families who basically were at the forefront of colonizing Africa and taking over the minerals. They basically financed Cecil Rhodes. Before Nelson Mandela got out of jail, he had a sit-down uh, with the... Uh, matriarch of uh, De Beers Diamonds, uh, Rio Tinto, the Anglo-American establishment, Harry Oppenheimer. They laid down the blueprint under which Nelson Mandela would be uh, depicted as a leader of the African people in South Africa, and he was a fraud. When they he was went a fraud. into? Huh? When, are you saying um, was his wife? No, I said Nelson. Nelson. Nelson Mandela, Mandela, not Winnie. That's why they okay. set up Winnie as some irrational gangster because uh, she was talking about necklacing uh, spies, the little uh, African youth spies who were spying on the African National Congress, right, and taking the information back to the Boers. Okay, so one little guy, his name was Stompy. I still remember him, okay, was necklace. That means a tire was put around his neck filled with gasoline. They set his ass on fire. So they basically neutralized her from any position of authority in South Africa in the event that Nelson died because he was on his last leg before he even came out of prison. So the deal was made with Harry Oppenheimer. He was connected to and related to the Oppenheimer that basically ran the nuclear bomb program. And that Oppenheimer who ran the nuclear bomb program right here at the University of Chicago was also connected to the occult. He was a member of what's his name? Crowley. You talking about Crowley? Who? Uh, Crowley is his last name. Yeah, but not Crowley. His under Crowley's understudy, who ran the rocket program. Damn. Now, Andrew, when I need you, I can't get you. Can't get you to respond. <laughs> you uh, told him to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
he ran the uh he was the one that produced the first rocket that that basically made the uh NASA program workable. Okay? Oppenheimer nuclear bomb maker was a member of his cult in California. Come on, man. Not one of on, Brian. Come on, man. Uh, no. They named that the, the space on the dark side of the moon after him. The, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the JPL, was named after him. Joe, Joe Wilder? What him was it? Oh no! No 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 no! No Wilder! Wilder! Where they come from? Just I'm I'm reading. That's that's different. That's something else. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory was named after this dude. (laughs) No! Come on, man! I ain't looking for Warner Ron Braun. I just said it doesn't matter. It's it's not him. He was Hitler's rocket expert, Von Braun was. Not this dude. This dude basically was working as the understudy. Um, who did you name earlier, Bev? Uh, Crowley. 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 He was Alistair Crowley's understudy. Come on, y'all. We didn't dealt with this whole thing before. He was the one that had the baby by the scarlet. The Scarlet Woman, the woman with the red hair. And that's how come they always had a famous redhead in the movies. No, not L. Ron Hubbard would basically become his understanding <laughs> and create Scientology. Oh. I got his name. It's like Jason. Not Jason. Damn. Oh, is it J-E-Z-E-R-O? That ain't it. No. Look, look, check this out. To show you the connection between these people, what was Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend name? Oh, shit, I don't forget her name. Oh, wow. I am not good at names. She was married to one of this dude's understudies. That shows you how deep this stuff goes. So all these people heavy into the occult, remember, they they put the baby in the rocket and did the ritual. Jack Parsons, not Jack Parr. Stop playing with oh, me, Andrew. Oh, Jack Parsons. <laughs> Jack Parsons. So JP, Jack Parsons, became the letters that they used to name the JP, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And that cemented that whole thing, according to Jack Parsons, its foundation was the occult. CBS did a whole two-year series on this dude, a TV series, showing what was going on with the orgies and the sex magic and all of this. But it went... One of Jack Parsons' right-hand men had a son. He's in the TV series. His son 
got hooked up with uh, the girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, who's now in prison. One of her sisters was married to Jack Parsons' right-hand man. Y'all hear me? Mm. <laughs> I went off on a whole nother tangent. <laughs> Just trying to these names because I ain't got no script. So I'm trying to remember all this stuff off the top of my head, right? No, it wasn't Robert Maxwell. Don't even try it. That's not important. If you uh, uh, look at Jack Parsons and then, because we dealt with it extensively here, but it's just too much to try to remember off the top of my head. This is a 70-year-old head here now. This ain't no 17-year-old head, okay? This is a 70-year-old head. So this head don't work like it used to, uh, you know, as bad as it look. I can't remember. I don't know because I don't even try to remember the name. Yeah. So believe me, I'm doing real good to remember as much as I do because a lot of times, I'm going to tell you, I need prompts. I need people. That's why I rely on people like Drew and and uh, uh, and Tutmos because they got them young heads on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. So in talking with people like them, it automatically takes my brain back to those areas when they mention certain names, and then I can pull that stuff up. You see, that's how it works when you get older. But if I don't have the prompt there, it's hard to remember all of that stuff off the top of your head, okay? Because it's way back there in the recesses. I done filed it in the in the basement of my brain. <laughs> right. So that's how this works. But now you can see, family, you can fill in some of the blanks on this, and then you get a whole different picture yeah. of history. Because I ain't never know nothing about no damn Dumbarton Conference. And I've done a lot of reading, particularly on their papers. They don't mention this. Okay? Anyway, they close by saying this. The U.S., the USSR, the U.K., France, and China were given the five permanent seats, okay, with the Soviets abandoning their objections to French participation and the others rejecting the U.S. request for Brazilian membership during the Dumbarton Oaks Conference as well. Now, I know I don't have a a lot of uh, extra time. So, family, all of this, what I just outlined to you, underlying things, that's the cause of what's going on, because it's the UN. And uh, remember, family, the title of this form is UN Nigger Trouble. It's the UN under the Negro. Ralph Bunch, who is uh, the person that uh, cemented the establishment, is it real? And since that time, all hell has been breaking loose in the Middle East. And I said it before and I'll say it again. This is why 
I was so intrigued about Trump's uh, initiative in the Middle East and how he was going to bring peace. But I have to admit, for whatever reason, no wars broke out. They even tried to, John Bolton and others, the neocons, tried to set him up to bomb Syria. And so he went to his advisors or his military people and asked them how many people would be killed if he dropped missiles on Syria under what turned out to be fake pretenses because they said that uh, the Syrian government was gassing its people and it was a bald-faced lie. It subsequently came out that y- y'all remember the pictures with the children with the Alka-Seltzer coming out the corner of their mouth? They said it was foaming mm-hmm. at the mouth. And it was it's just these people capable of anything. Trump wouldn't bomb because his people said it would be like 20-some people killed. And he said, no, I ain't doing it, okay? It doesn't, it don't seem to be proportional. That's what he said. So what did he do? All hell broke loose in the media. They started hollering and screaming for war because the beast loved death. I told you the Democratic Party is synonymous with death, as is that three-quarters of the Republican Party. And they need to go. They need to go. Okay? Either they going to go or all of our asses is going to go. Think I'm playing if you want to. Okay? Get them out of there. All of them. Create another party. I don't give a damn what you do. But stop voting for these people. Okay? These ass kisses and boot lickers for a few dollars. They'll do anything. Okay? <clears throat> What Trump did was he blew up some rocks. Some of y'all might remember. Because he blew up rocks and wouldn't kill no people. They had to get him out of there. And ever since this deficient, deranged, destructive degenerate and his family got in office, it's been nothing but mayhem and death and destruction in everything that this dude has been involved in. But that's their religion. Yeah. Okay. Is it, so, uh, going back to um, Jack, is it Ron Hubble? L. Ron Hubble. Right hand. Hubble, okay. That was Jack Parsons' right-hand man. But he ended up leaving Jack Parsons, right? Because they was messing around with the same woman. But he was at the ceremony when they did the, the Babylon working. That Babylon working was the conjuring up of the love child. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, what's his name, Bev, again? The, Crowley. The guy that just, Huh? Crowley, you talking about? Crowley, yeah. See how these names, man. There's a reason I can't remember. I can't remember Crowley because I I know he took ancient African traditions. Yeah. And basically and turned it upside, turned it around. Yeah. Yeah. Turned it upside like, down and inside out, just like like they Yibachi. do everything. Yeah. Yes. And this whole New Age movement, baby. See, see, baby. Let me show you why that's so significant because. A lot yeah. of this stuff ended up being housed inside the United Nations. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember we mentioned Alice Bailey. She was mm-hmm. into uh, theosophy. The Nazis were into the so-called Thule Society. That was nothing but studying ancient African traditions. Okay? Yeah. It takes just Joe Brown to tell you about the Aryans. Mm-hmm. The swastika is an Aryan. That's symbol, but the, Yes, it, it came from Africa through India. So they tried to give it to India, but it's really African in its origin, not Indian. Okay? So all of this stuff that you see people using, like all of the symbolism you see with the with the pyramid and the eye in the pyramid that all these spaces, yeah, entertainers are used. All that stuff comes about the ancient ancient Kemet. It has ancient African traditions, but it's turned upside down on its head. Okay, it's used for negative purposes. All right, it has. Uh, Nothing to do with African people. These people have stolen it. You know, using that symbology and that history, which is why I believe that they put in these fake-ass black women who are lesbians and degenerates all over the damn place because they want you back in Babylon. Okay? They want your ass back in low-vibration status. That's Babylon. Okay, the bowels. That's why they want you. So they want your mind in the bowels. And I don't give a damn about these Negro-ass women that's out here pushing this nasty agenda. They're going to get what's coming to them as they continue to perpetuate that fake feminine principle. There's nothing feminine about these people. I don't give a damn what color they are. They represent degeneracy, period. Paragraph. It has nothing to do with me. Has everything to do with their behavior. You in, nigga? Trouble. Let's go to the family bear. Okay. Let me get back to the page here. Okay. Let's go to seven zero eight eight three seven seven zero eight eight three seven. Okay, they just listening. Hey, if my cousin mm-hmm. is in the chat room, if my cousin is in the chat room, let me know by just raising raising your hand. Uh, you don't have to say nothing if they but if you're in the chat room, raise your hand so I know you're there, cuz. Somebody just raised their hand. Uh oh, don't don't. <laughs> I'm not. Is it in the Chicago area code seven seven three? No, no. Okay. Okay. Then that might be somebody oh, that want no. to say something. Oh, that was that was. Uh, yeah, I know who that is. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go to eight three two. Eight three two five zero. Hey. Y'all hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay, family. Better love. Yeah, hey, it's been a long time since I done hollered at y'all, man. But, uh, man. Yo, brother, don't I was, think, uh, Monday. Don't, don't think you, you ain't been missed, my brother. I was thinking about you the other day. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, look, man, uh, Monday morning when I woke up, I tuned in to CNN. 
And mm-hmm. uh, there was a dude on there from the ADL by the name of Jonathan Greenblatt. He's the CEO. Okay. Uh, I played it from him Okay, so I wasn't on here. I didn't get on until about like nine. So okay. you played the CNBC clip? Yes, I did. Uh, no, the MFNBC, I played that clip. Okay, well, on CNBC, he made a comment about uh, Rashida Talib of the uh, squad and Corey Bush uh, speaking against uh, Israel supporting apartheid. Yeah. And then he just kind of went on and meandered and talked for about a minute or two. And then he said... This is an Emmett Till moment, okay? Hmm. And then he kind of went on to apologize, oh, I'm sorry. And the people were like, oh, no, no, no apologies. Because people were on eggshells when they were reporting this in the news. A lot of the newscasters were very scared to even talk about this. But what I'm saying to you is, to me, it felt like a, a backhanded slap to black people because everybody on social media is asking what do black people think? What side are you on? What do you, you know, every, and, and my, my position is I don't give a shit about either side because don't none of them support us, brother. And so Bingo. when he made that statement about it being an Emmett Till moment, what the hell do Emmett Till got to do with two groups of people in the Middle East fighting each other? It makes absolutely no sense. And, and, and these people, they, they always try to draw us into their nonsense. And we get stupid niggas like this ex-basketball player, Amari Sotomayor, who said that uh, uh, fuck, fuck black people in America for not supporting Israel because he happens to have changed himself into a Jew since playing basketball. Okay. So if I get a chance, I might send you a version of that clip. But yeah, yeah. man. Every, and, and I know why people want us to speak on it, bro. Because we are the moral backbone of the world because... We are the only group of people, even though we don't have a country of our own, we never attacked or committed atrocities against no group of people like all these other people have. And so they look to us to make strong comments or support them because they know the world listens to us because we've been fighting this fight forever, bro. I got one one slight alteration to make with what you said. I agree with what you said, 999 Okay, and that is, we used to be the moral authority. That's why they are attacking us from the moral center. The woman. Okay. You got the woman, well, I got you a got the children. For you. Yes. Is it true that Israel supported apartheid? Because when you try to look it up on the Internet, all kind of crap come up. And I didn't have time of to sift through it. But I know you know. Yes. A resounding, yes. As a matter of fact, watch this. South Africa had nuclear weapons. That's right. They took them. Guess where they went? uh, Israel. (laughs) They went straight to Israel. Why? Because Israel was really running South Africa. And there were a few black people that had guts enough to call them on it. That's why I mentioned Harry Oppenheim. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He was saying all these names, and I'm sitting here driving this truck. I can't, I can't jump on the phone at any moment. I, I'm like, Evita Perone. I'm like, all this shit is just coming into my head. Jack Parsons. We've been talking about this shit for years. 
It's That's amazing true. how these people just come up over and over and over. All these damn people. And, they, and their relatives pick it up where they left off. It's just, it's amazing, bro. These people don't go away. No. So That's because the people haven't really challenged the centers of power because for the most part, the people don't know where the power is. That's why our whole analysis on the real system of white supremacy just coincidentally pointed to the guy that you opened up your conversation with, old Green Black, the head of the ADL. They're the operating system for the center of a system of white supremacy in this country. Go ahead. They are, he's a CEO, brother. I was looking at something that said they have over $100 million a year in revenues. And I'm like, huh? You know, but yeah. I'm just like, damn, it kind of startled me. You know, I'm like, this is really, they they in the business of, uh, I guess, uh, anti-Semitism or so-called fighting or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. And, again, it's because uh, people don't challenge them because they operate from a standpoint of being chosen. So you got evangelical white people that go automatically come out here and try to tear you apart. You got scared Republicans and Democrats who know that if they say anything relative to that truth, their money supply is going to get cut off and they're going to lose their damn little seats. Now, now, I got a problem with the Hamas side as well because there's a group of them playing on the emotions of black people by calling these people Afro-Palestinians. And that's fine. I understand you do have some darker people in that region, some black ones. But these people don't claim to be black when they set foot on this country. They break off into their own goddamn communities and be something that's anti-black and go in a totally different direction. So I'm not supporting none of these people and their claims. Whenever they get their ass in something with somebody else, that they want black people to jump up and jump in front of them. You know, That's right. my, 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 my emotions and feelings is not wrapped up into that. I only give a shit about black American people at this moment in time. You will not be wasting my energy on a bunch of other crap. Y'all That's take it right. Easy, brother. You right my brother. I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's the same with black and brown. Black and brown. Thank you, caller. Black Black is now saying, wait a minute, how the hell are you putting brown up over us when uh, brown is a derivative of black, not vice versa? So all of a sudden, all over the country, brown getting put up over black, and black see it. So black now starting to raise his voice saying, wait a minute, these people just got off the boat. Just got off the boat, and you treating them like they royalty at our expense. I'd be damned if we're going to take our children and the few things that we have away from them and give them to Brown. And that uh, video you showed last week, it's all over social media. It showed up everywhere, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Mike, you're next. Coach up, y'all. How y'all doing? Damn. Coach up, brother. Right. Mike, better Coach uh, A couple of things. Uh, there's a little deja vu going on here. As you probably heard, Rob, that they're accusing uh, Hamas of chopping off the heads of babies, right? Yeah. 
I didn't get to that. Uh, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but I got the uh, documentation because it's all fake. Go ahead. Right. Does that sound like something you heard before? Yeah, you know the ambassador's daughter went in front of the UN and started boohooing and crying, talking about the Iraqi soldiers who was taking babies uh, out of the cribs and throwing them up in the air and catching them on bayonets and all kind of fake shit. Because all this stuff is fake, man. Saying, oh, what, what, listen, if it worked, don't fix it. So they just giving us a rerun with the the same rhetoric with different players, the same yes. shit. That's right? correct. And they want uh, they want us to believe that these people snuck up on them when the Gaza Strip was under twenty four hour surveillance. They even knew when them people flushed the damn toilet. Right? That is correct. I was listening to the son, an Israeli general, and he said that that story about them sneaking up on them, he said that is as far from the truth as you can ever get. This They set this shit up so they could, this is what they wanted to do anyway. That I don't know correct. if you've seen any, any film yet, but they have totally demolished the Gaza Strip. Not that I even give a damn like this last time. I don't give a damn about no Arabs. I don't give a damn about no Jews. I, in fact, I care less about Jews and not very much more about Arabs. I hope they kill each yeah. other off. That, that's how I feel because yeah. I, I, I can't stand either one of them. And I heard you say uh, a little earlier, and I got to correct you on this, you said that they were trying to take the Palestinians' land. Yeah. Neither one of them are indigenous to that land, Rob. I'm, Palestinians, I'm very much aware of that. The point is, we can't go back 2,000 years, 1,000 years, and try to correct all the land confiscation that has taken place. That's well, not practical. I'm not saying that we can. I'm, not I'm talking about can. in terms of the recent history, and I specifically mentioned 1947 with the establishment of Israel that gave them the right, according yeah, the to them, to take that land. Right. I understand what you're saying. All I'm saying yeah. is this. Even taking that into account, we still cannot identify it as either one of their land, even though they occupied and have been there for a long time. The fact of the matter is those Palestinians are Ottoman Turks, and those crackers, they are Ashkenazis from the yes. Georgia mountains of, of Russia. That's where they yes. come it's from. Ukraine. Yes, absolutely. No question about okay, it. So that's my, that's my only point, that they don't belong yeah, to either one of their asses. Okay. That is correct. And along with a lot of other real estate. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't. Well, uh, particularly North Africa. All of North Africa is occupied. That's right. No all question of North about Africa it. Is occupied. Libya, Morocco, all, all that's occupied. Yep. That's right. Okay, those 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 people are, are invaders. All of them. Hordes of conquerors. Yeah. That's what they are. They came there. The point of a sword. That's how they got what they got. Right. And in turn, me and you talked about this, and I'm going to get off and let somebody else on. We've already talked about these niggas hollering and screaming about Julio getting here, but your yep. dumb ass went and voted for the person whose policy made it possible, but I don't hear not one syllable about that. You, you just want us to forget about that, right? 
that you supported mm-hmm. this shit that made this possible. This really is on black folks because black folks are the ones that push that court over the finish line. Well, I think it was well, state ballot. Yeah. yeah, it was state ballots that I don't think as many black people voted for that bastard as we think did, Mike. Mm-mm. Well, I think it was well, all well, them fake ballots, truckloads of fake ballots everywhere, and that's how he supposedly won in Michigan, Wisconsin, Philadelphia, all of the major areas. They stopped the elections. And they brought in truckloads of fake ballots, and that's how they went. Now their ass is getting caught. Okay, I, I ain't going to argue that. Getting caught. Go ahead, Mike. But I, I'm going to say this in closing. The majority of the black people that I have talked to supported yeah. his ass. I'm not. Uh, look, so that's, I agree that's with you I'm wholeheartedly. Going. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. So when I hear black people talking, that go ahead. I'm sorry. I just said that ain't why he won. He didn't win nothing. Okay, I won't argue that one way or the other. And I'll just say that black people, as far as I'm concerned, when they start talking that, I don't want to hear that shit from them, cause you was gun hole. Trump is a racist, and if he a racist. What is this asshole that's in there now? Because there has to be a word that's worse than racist because that's what would apply to him. But your dumb ass, because his name is Democrat. Yep. You went with your ass and supported him. So and look whatever happens as a result of them be Huh? Look what they're doing now. They moved the first primary to South Carolina because they know that he's going to get his ass smoked if the primary system stayed the way it was, and that was automatically going to let send a signal to them that he ain't got a snowball's chance in hell of trying to win the nomination. So what did they do? They basically rigged the nomination such that nobody can run against him. So Robert Kennedy Jr. is running as an independent. They even told Robert Kennedy Jr. if he win the primary, they're going to take his delegates. That's how criminal wow. these people are. Well, you don't have to convince me, but, but you mentioned South Carolina. That's down yeah. there with, that, with that, 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 that Negro who ain't never seen a white ass he didn't want to kiss. What's his name? Uh, I can see him now. I can see, that, I can see that snuff can in his hands, him sticking that snuff down in the bottom of his lip. Yeah. Cry. That Negro, you, you might remember, it was after that primary that, pushed him over the line. I remember it very well. Everybody so, dropped out so, the race right after that primary. Up to that point, he had lost every single primary. Everything. Absolutely. His name is James Clyborne. Yes. Right. And, you know and who he, he really is? Let me tell you who that Negro really oh, is. No, let me, tell, let me tell you before you tell Hold on, right? Hold on, because you don't love this one. You see, did you ever see the movie Django? You still there? He was, Hello? Uh, he was, he was, he was Samuel L. He was the, the role that Samuel L. Jackson played. He looked just like him. Just like him. And, and I just lost my train of thought. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say this. He, he has a dent 
in the back of his neck that looks like Uh-oh. a fireman's helmet. Uh oh. Have a good one, y'all. Hotel. All right. Hotel. <laughs> 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 He's yeah, trying to say that the dude has been head. doing some obscene things. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, okay, I let's agree. Go to go to three one two. Is that silly? Three one two six three two. That's the Chicago area code. Oh, that's the Chicago code. Okay, they just yep. listened in. <laughs> okay, let's go to the general. General, you're live. Yeah, I'm live. You know, Happy New Year. I'm just heard 62, 66, something like that. Hey, man, yeah, you better check around, man. I heard there's a Baphomet statue somewhere in Detroit, man, Bill. You better check where, around where, and look where? around, man. Okay, I'm going to check. Somewhere in Detroit. Brother, where? You better check around and look around, man, because this shit ain't no joke, man. Yes, that, statue was, that statue was put there under Obama. Yep. Well, whatever, man. It's been there a minute. I don't know how long it's been there. I, right now, whoever put it, it's there. It's there, man. And this shit be been fucked up since 1776, man. We should have kept their ass, man. When they showed up, <laughs> I did some research, man. The Mali, uh, 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 people of Mali had their Navy, man. Okay? And so they went all around the world checking shit. They said, ain't shit out there. So them dumb food destroyed their Navy. And so, when them damn Vikings showed up, they didn't have no Navy. That's how we got fucked from the beginning, man. We should have kept there had them pirates, man. All right? That's but our fault they, for slipping. Did they, huh? Didn't they look like the like us that came over here? I'm talking about them pirates that coming out from them Oscar Nazi and shit. But, yeah, they look like us, the Mali Navy, the first Navy. Yeah, that was us. But we destroyed our own Navy and said, fuck it. We done conquered the world. So instead of them folks over there kept, kept their defenses up, they went to sleep and threw up their own Navy. So when the enemy showed up, they got caught with their pants down, man. Okay, and this damn bullshit over there in, uh, uh, over there in, in North Africa, man, that was an inside job. You know, who benefited from that, man? Mm-hmm. Who benefited from that? BB or uh, whatever his fucking name, Yahoo. He was in trouble with his people. So he had some massage dudes to get some damn bicycles and, and come flying in like some fucking blind monkeys and the wizard of Oz. And, and, and plus, you, you could pull up my man uh, Ron Paul. He did a speech uh, in the 90s and in the 80s saying about hummus is a, is a massage production, man. Hummus. Yeah, yeah we say to go after the people in the program, by the way. Yeah, they go after the PLO, man. So if you put BA in front of Hamas, yeah, you put BA in front of Hamas, what you got, man? Bahamas, y'all <laughs> marinate on it. Yeah, you got the fucking Bahamas, man. Some old made up shit, man. All right, so it's all read, man. I'm like y'all in Mike now, man. Let them food tap. That was an inside job. That's a problem with deniability, man. That's what they do. You know what? They destroy their own shit up and, huh? You know what? I'm sorry to cut you off, man. But let me let me share something with you. Everybody and their yeah. mama 
even the so-called establishment people, all saying what you yep. just said. Yes, sir. Everybody, we got the magic glasses on, man. People that like us, we got magic glasses on. Like my man, his birthday tomorrow, Mr. Dick Gregory, said we got the magic glasses on, and we can't take them out. Once we see it, we can't unsee it, man. We mean you, we we couldn't see real life when we came in the world, but we had the magic glasses on, man. Even though we had no 2020, we had 2040. That's okay, right. so we got the magic glasses on. We see that shit, man. And, and a lot of people don't see way. Yes, sir. And a lot of people don't see what we see, man. But, uh, hey, and that's on them. All we do is tell them what we see. If they don't see it, that's on them. Because the only person that we control is ourselves, man. I'm not worried about these stupid Negroes, whatever they do, blah, blah, blah. Only person that control me is me and the creator. Okay, that's a full-time freaking job for me. Uh, minding my own business and the other half of leaving other folks alone, man. So uh, we we put out what we see, man, and keep it moving, bro. And, and speaking of your George Bush, man, it's a lot of shit he said, man. You were the one came up with, uh, what's that thing he said about uh, New World Order? Read my well, hip, no more tax. When huh? you go back and look at the history of the Council on Foreign Relations, they was talking yes, about New World Order going all the way back to the early 1900s. He was just one of the yes, early sir. ones who said it publicly in yes, front sir. of the United and States. It, yes, sir. And he came up with weed and seed and thousand points of light and all right. this other crazy stuff, man. But it's fun time to be alive to see all this, man, to see all this buffoonery really got running around now, man. And you're right. I hate to say it, man, but a lot of our black women, it's out of order, man. They can't think right, man. I just didn't listen to talking to sisters, man. You mm-hmm. try to talk to one on the phone, on the phone. They be doing 90 other other shit and can't pay attention and fucking everything up, man. <laughs> All of them, man. I just be, see, I listen real good, man. Brother West, that means we got, to, we got to give them some better love, my brother. Yeah, that's right. That's what I do. That's what I do. I listen, and I say, y'all got to stay focused, man. Now, I ain't the time not to be stupid, man. I know what I'm talking to somebody. They're in a hurry to get on the elevator. The people moving furniture on the elevator, they couldn't wait to get on the elevator. Their ass got stuck in the elevator being stupid, man. Instead of just waiting till the elevator go ahead on. What the fuck, man? That's Hey, bro, I, I just be laughing at the shit. That's how black women be doing, man. Did you see the one in Walmart that was, she was about 150 pounds, 200 pounds overweight. She was in one of them little carts and she started hollering no, and just throwing shit all off the shelves and man, Ooh, come on. Out of order, man. We got a city council down here. She went to a little club and had about two or three drinks and it was doing good. And sit down with the table with heavy D and some more brothers, and somehow another somebody put something in her drink, and then yo, she went fucking out, went all the way out there, man. Mm-hmm. If you a city councilman, you stay your ass. Well, it's stupid, man. People, I, I'm not just gonna say black women. People not making the right decisions, now, man. We in the fucking right. day of judgment. That go for me, you, Lottie, Dottie. Okay, we yeah. in the day of judgment mean what? You got to be do real good what you be doing and saying, man. At least I do. Because you make the wrong mistake, your ass going to be judged by yourself, 
by being stupid, man. That's for everybody. They ain't brother just West, women, everybody. Your son. I saw another one, Brother West, who basically, for her campaign commercial, all she doing mm-hmm. is twerking. Mm-mm. Another twerking. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, ca- another Speaking of campaign, man, I got some bad news for y'all. Y'all know Joe Brown lost, right? I'm not surprised. Okay. No, I didn't. Bro, he I was didn't in several places, man. I'm she tried to lose, man. I did I told y'all I do research before I open my fucking mouth, man. Uh-huh. I have people uh-huh. in Memphis, your boy brother D, and uh uh uh-huh. you tell you, man, Joe Brown did not go after the odd demographics, man. He did not make no T V ad and no radio ad. Okay? But my brother, brother Derek, I hope he called in, man, because I talked to him. Because I, I did research, so I got to talk to Joe Brown himself on his Friday show and ask him, did he say commercials out on radio and TV, man? He just did internet shit and walked around in the hood, man. He could at least had a commercial doing the football game or something, man. Maybe you don't have no man. Bro, that man, bro, come on, man. Come on, man. That dude got stacks, man. Barbecue sauce he's selling and uh, been on that TV <laughs> show. That dude got stacks, man. He wasn't listening to the wrong people. He could have had me and Sister Bam, a couple other people, be his campaign manager, man. He listened <laughs> to the wrong people. Either he tried to lose, man. Now I got to tag the ass up, man, for that shit. Because I got to hear his own mouth saying he ain't buy no TV and no radio ad, man. What kind of hell of shit is that, man? He tried to lose. Oh, something, man. Something don't smell right. It's faking in Memphis, man. You talk to Brother D, man. He'll tell you. Brother D and my newspaper sister, she be in Memphis all the time, but she said she, they ain't see shit on TV, man, for Joe Brown, not a radio. What the fuck wow. is that, man? Suicide. So I got to tell you that. Bro, I told you who, they don't know who I am, man. I got these magic glasses on, man. Okay, October 12th is the day when, Bob, when Bob, the first Bobby Long failed, man. You go back and look at what happened on your birthday. October 12th, the first Bobby Long failed, and I'm about to ready the second one from the fall night. As That's we speak, the shit falling, man. That's my job, to kick the table out from under they bullshit where they lied, man. Okay? To snatch the sheet off these fools to get to the real damn magician. Okay, that's my job. They can't sit and tell me about no flying monkeys on no bicycle with a motor on it coming there and kill all the people, man. That was massage, man. That was some whistling hard shit, bro. You can't tell me that, man. I'm just trying to be alive, man. Yes, sir, man. We, they must say we, I ain't buying that shit, right? When I first saw that, bro, who was the king? I was, I, I, I'm watching the football game, and look at this bullshit here, man. I say, not me. What the fuck is this clown shit? This halftime show or something, man? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, and people used to fall for that, but it's not working like it used to work. That shit ain't working at all, man. That shit ain't working on. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stephen Wonder probably saw that shit say hell to the no, no. He probably gonna have a song about tomorrow, man. And by the way. <laughs> Yes, sir. Is Stevie Wonder connected to Memphis? Well, you know, he started out. He uh, he started his stack somewhere. I remember seeing him on that movie there with that uh, what's that movie there? Uh, where they had that bleach blanket bank or whatever the hell you call that shit. When he was singing that song with Moon Dog oh. and all that shit when he was twelve years old, remember that? 
I was glad you get, let my man know about uh, apartheid in uh, over there in South Africa, man. Okay, young dude, yeah. they get all emotion and shit. So uh, uh, that's what I be trying to tell Tutmos, man. He got to know how to kill and listen to us, man. We've been there, done that, man. <laughs> With all that uh, uh, argument, old people, you better get some knowledge from us, man. So we yeah, can have get it from out of pit. They wiped out all of the under all of the leadership that was out there fighting while Nelson Mandela was in jail. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the young yep. people's leadership they wiped them out, and then they went and got this clown from the London School of Economics, and they yes, made sir. him president after Nelson Mandela. So effectively, mm-hmm. South Africa was kept in the hands of the Zionists, the economics. Okay, mm-hmm. the money. So. Uh, that's why it's important to look at what happened in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And, and see, I, I heard some numbers uh, on your girl show up in uh, Chicago. What name? Paris Bard. Now, okay, they just went over there, and uh, it's eight million people in South Africa. They control now eight hundred million black South Africans. And they controlled by eight million devils, man. You mean uh, uh, eight 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 hundred million people can't run out eight million? Them devils, them South Africans, man. Okay, the numbers don't add up, man. That, they doing that magic on them. You saw what happened yeah. to Joe Biden, right? Yes, sir. What percentage of the population is black in Memphis? I don't know, man. You got to ask Brother Derek, man. But I know this shit is stupid. He ain't, he ain't had no damn TV or radio ads, man. That, that's the number one demographics, man. Well, let's go to the internet without... Huh? What percentage of South Carolina is black? It's a lot, how man. But could, it's a... You tell me, Brother West, how the hell could they support a 50-year-old out in the open avowed racist named Joe Biden? Bro, I, all I know is I told y'all sports, politics, religion, entertainment is all rigged, man. That's yep. why I don't even get into it with nobody about that shit because I we know who controlling all that, man. That's the politics, right. entertainment, sports, and religion. That's why I'm not. I really don't tongue wrestle with nobody about that, man. Because we know that they they got the system all locked up now, but it's thawing out, man. And you, right you ask the question, what do we? Then you ask the question, what do we want? Just ice or revenge, right? That's your yep. question. Remember you keep saying that? Yep. I hate it. All I want is the truth. The truth will take care of all that shit, man. Bingo. Okay. The, tr- the truth and the law of physics for every action equal opposite reaction. So if I throw a rock at somebody, the rock won't come back and hit me. 
right? So I know how it works, man. So you got to just let this shit ride on out, man, because the, the, the universe will work this shit out, man. In and the, the hood, they say we gonna work it out. In the hood, okay. they say it's physics. It's the same thing. What go around? That's right. It come around. You know it. That's how. That's that's the typical force, man. That's, that's the way the, the elements energy. of the universe work. Opposite reaction. Well, go around All the time, man. Yes, sir. And now, is this shit coming around on these demons, man? That's why the animals attacking mm-hmm. their ass, man. Every day, you see one of them got attacked by socks. Or a bobcat or anything. The animals even attacking their ass out, man. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, it's beautiful to see this shit, man. Attacking this village. Yes, sir. This is beautiful, it's beautiful. And Bill Gates went over to synagogue, man. I'm surprised them dudes ain't they ain't kill his ass, man. With forty Look. million dollars talking about heat. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Now go ahead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. He said he wants to spend was it forty million dollars on the yes, new M R N A in Africa. Synagogue. He wants to start it there. And if they, I'm surprised. I, I hope they just take his money and chop his ass up and, and <laughs> feed him to the lions or the crocodiles or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. feed him to the crocodiles. They're, they're never found. Yeah, that's good. Chop his ass up, man. Because uh, because the Africans, the Africans, hey, the Africans, they were smart. Ain't none of them took none of that shot, man. None of them. The, dumb, right. the dumbest <laughs> motherfucker was over here in European. Them the ones that took them shots, man. Wherever he go in Africa, if they do feed him to the animals, you'll probably see a hippopotamus running around in Africa with some wireframe glasses on. Yeah, yeah. Yes, up, man. It's time coming, man. It's time coming. All of them coming, man. It's time coming, man. It's shorting now. It's shortening up now. Because now you see, oh, yeah, I sent y'all something where my man are. Uh, Irritated genie went up against uh, the ADL office in D.C. Did y'all see that? They had a protest out there, the brothers. Y'all saw no, that, I right? I didn't see that. Mm-mm. I, I didn't see that. You were sent to bed, man. That was last okay, week, man. Well, they were at, last week you sent it to me? Okay, I got to look. I'm going to look. Yeah, a couple I'll, of days I'll, ago, I'll, right? Tomorrow. But Brother West, yes, sir, I'll be you was right out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. No, go ahead, bro. You be what now? I just look. I get backed up in my emails, man. I be I I be on so many different things, man. I just so I'm glad you mentioned it because I bet you I I can tell you about it by tomorrow. Yes, sir, man. He did a whole protest. Him and some more people in front of the ADL, right in front of their building in D.C., man. It was like last week, a couple of days ago, like Thursday or Friday, man. And he lit wow. their ass up, bro. He lit their ass up. And the security guard let him go ahead, man. The security guard was with him. Mm-hmm. And, hey, bro, he lit. Hey, y'all got to see that, man. It's about 30 minutes, man. It ain't that long. Okay. But he, he went out there with a microphone and read down the hole. He, hey, he did better than the Minister Farrakhan, man. He lit their ass up, bro. Well, right, I tell you, brother, well, you real. it ain't small coincidence yeah. that we've been on their ass for the last few months, right? So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, good news is spreading, ain't it? <laughs> yes, sir, man. He went to the he went to the belly of the beast, man, in front of their office, <laughs> the office building, D.C., man. 
and he literally had some. He had he got paperwork and literature and everything. He got a book, man. He got a book. Say the main problem is the you. <laughs> Ain't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, you need to check out my man, Bam. He he's irritated genius, and uh, that's his, he ain't no joke, man. He gets all he he over, he went on that Africa in Uganda to help them Africans about all that gay shit over there. He my man ain't no joke, man. Irritated genie ain't no joke, bro. That's who you should bring yeah. on your show, man. You even love to come okay. talk, man. Let y'all know what's really happening, man. All right, I'm going to check him yeah. out. Okay. Well, anyway, to well, be continued, me... man. I'll let y'all talk about it, man. man. Hey, this part of the okay. city shit. It's the people standing up, man. Real soldiers, man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, They're standing up now. And I got to give... Yeah, I got to give the family, man. Y'all helped me out this last year, man. I made the 66, man. When I was going through some shit, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate y'all, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, I just said. And right now. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I appreciate all the family, man. Chris, Sean, and all y'all, man. Everybody helped me out. Eddie, number Eddie, and all y'all. The other Eddie, all y'all be helping me out, man. I appreciate it, brother. Did you get that video I, I sent you uh, about the, uh, the, cute, the tobacco and stuff? Oh, uh, you sent me, uh, what you sent me, yesterday with that long old day and yeah. all them rights and that thing? I was scared to open yeah. that up, man. That was like the Bible, no, man, no, all them them. No, they, they got something. <laughs> he, he, it's a doctor, and he's giving you the antidote. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, hey, I love y'all, man. I appreciate y'all helping me out, man, and get, making the 66, man. Today is your birthday, and you made 66. We're going to make mm-hmm. you an honorary American by giving you another six. Yes, sir. Six, six, I, I roll with that. Well, I, okay. Whatever so I now, get, man, I appreciate it. So now you you might not. Now you missed a 666 six, six today on your birthday. <laughs> That's right. Six, yeah, six protons, six electrons, and six, six neutrons, right. man. Yeah. I Good told man. you I take whatever yeah. somebody give me, I use it to my advantage, man. That's yeah, what these Jews do. Whatever, whatever the universe gives me, I flip it over and use it to my benefit, man. I don't give a oh, fuck about nothing. Way. Whatever happens, I roll with it, man. I, whatever happens, I use it to my benefit, man. You can give right. me some shit, I turn into sugar. Give me some <laughs> shit, I make some fertilizer. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Well, well, you well, only, well, look, look at that. Um, video because that really it's a doctor and he came with some heavy solutions i appreciate it sister bear you about to bring to you make my eyes start sweating i'm about to make my eyes start sweating man i appreciate it i'm having to get on off here for my eyes start sweating i love y'all catch y'all next episode tomorrow i believe i've been born for the rest of at least 40 of them years Oh, damn near yes, 40 in them years. So we go way back, my brother. Good to yes, see sir. you. Yes, sir. Me you go way black, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We go way black, man. Thousands of years, man. Y'all don't know. Thousands of years, man. We way black, man. Go ahead, brother West. <laughs> the best in the West. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to say uh, happy birthday to my man. Appreciate it. To my man, Nat Turner. His birthday was uh, October 2nd. Man, Nat Turner, okay. and my man, okay. Mr. Dick Gregory, Mr. Dick Gregory, then mm-hmm. Mr. Dick Gregory there. I love y'all, man. I catch y'all next episode, man. All right. Absolutely. Better love. Better love, my brother. Hotel. Better love.
Okay. Okay. Uh, Tukmo? You got your uh, mute on, Tukmo? Yeah, I man, I was saying happy anniversary of his born day. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's always monumental. You know, I got to work today, and I found out it was a holiday. It's um, National Coming Out Day. I said, what the hell is this? What? Yeah, this is the day people are supposed to be able to come out and be, be liberated sexually from whatever they choose to be. I couldn't believe it, man. So they they was, <laughs> they had a post at my job, you know, happy coming so you, out day. Huh? Obama got the memo? <laughs> you see uh Kanye West, he trademarked the word use. Y E W S. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, they pissed off. They tried everything to stop him. Oh wow. it, it wow. says if it's approved, it's a trademark that'll be available of course educational, advertising, banking. Music, streaming, TV, beauty care, food, drinks, games, clothing, footwear, cookware, alcoholic beverages, and much more. So he can use that name. <laughs> he really hmm. trying to piss some people off, man. He got an album covered out, so he trying to stir up as much as much uh, controversy as he can right now. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, that's going to piss them off. Yeah, especially now mm-hmm. after this thing. I can't, uh, I hope that, I hope they don't put a microphone in his face for the next couple of weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to start talking and get himself killed or so. Um, yeah, man. Um, now, Israel is almost exactly the same shape and size of New Jersey. Yeah. Nah, it's a small country. It's little. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um now, the Gaza Strip has Egypt to the south of it, little teeny right. border with Egypt. It has um, the Red Sea to the west of it, so it's all the west of its water. Mm-hmm. It's so fertile. And it has um, Israel to the north and east of it, and it's on the far eastern end of Israel, right? Yeah. So, so... How the heck did they get missiles? <laughs> red cools. They had red cools, man. I'm like, come on, bro. This is out of who believes it. It did. They claim uh, all this stuff came from um the Ukraine and from what I hear, Afghanistan. That's what Trump said. You know, these weapons came from Af- was the stuff that was left behind from Afghanistan. Right. How did they get that into Gaza? They would have had to come through Israel. To get to the coast of Israel, which they got a fence around these people. You understand? How did they have people flying on bikes? I can think they got a goat. They have a they have a defense system called the um the Iron Shield or something like that. The Iron Curtain that covers the whole country with drones. So they attack any other drones or missiles. You can't get nothing into Israel. How the heck? Man. They got sensors all over the damn place up under the ground. So a rat, I heard one of the top people in the IDF say a rat couldn't get through there that they didn't know about. Yeah, man. 
So, uh, yeah. Now, weapons, you really want to know? Huh? I'm going to tell you how they got them weapons there. Uh, FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know, come on, man. I, I don't believe it, man. This is a Hollywood production done by the people who run Hollywood, okay? Right. They, they got people, ch- chicks getting thrown in cars, talking about, oh, they're being raped and all this stuff. And I'm like... So listen, this, this y- y'all attacking Israel. First thing is, it's like a fight with someone that you know you can't beat. So you're gonna try to sucker punch them and get it. Hopefully they fall. You know what I'm saying? It, you know if they don't fall, you about to get your ass with. You know what I'm saying? Like unless that, you know you already got a prearranged escape route and you can run like hell. <laughs> y'all going over there to grab women and, and like hey. come on, I don't even make sense. Like, it, it, you know, now if you all see that, the day before the so-called attacks, they had a meeting with Trump. I mean, not Trump, my bad. With Sleepy right. Joe. Yeah. Um, the prince of Saudi Arabia, the king, is the, the crown prince, and um, Netanyahu. So they cut a deal the day before. Uh, now, if you recall, earlier this year, Saudi Arabia ditched the U.S. They cut a deal with Iran and used China as the mediator, which pissed the U.S. off. They didn't have nothing to do with that deal. So now um, Saudi Arabia cuts the deal with Israel. First thing that comes out of the U.S. mouth is Iran's behind all of this. You see that? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They didn't do no investigating, nothing. It's, it's, you know, we automatically... We're sending um, ships into the the Persian Gulf as we speak. Like, oh, here they go. Here they go, man. So this was the classic pivot, right? They, the, the Russian war is a, is a loss, man. That, that, if that is a war, Ukraine, if, they, if Russia wanted to beat Ukraine, like, just, just logically, if the United States was fighting the Ukraine, do you think that the um, – the Secretary of State of Russia could fly into the Ukraine while the United States is fighting them? No, sir. You know, like, they done had Pelosi go over there. They done had Schumer go over there. They done had... Come on, this is... He could meet with people, and he's at war with Russia? Only people ain't been there, like, is you and me. We the only two people. <laughs> I think they have been there already. Yeah, I mean, come on. He done had Maxine... Like, just, just think, like, we're at war with Iraq and someone could go visit Saddam Hussein. Like, you really think he's going to be hiding, running for his life? He, this dude would be would be underground somewhere if Russia was really at war with him. That's right. You know what I'm saying? The it, it, it w- tip-off was Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation getting ready to open up shop in Ukraine. Now, you thought money was being stolen <laughs> in 700 no. different kind of ways. <laughs> no, nah, they sick of the they sick of the black kids. They want some white kids now, man. You know, they done went to Haiti. Haiti. Um, but yeah, man, this is all fake, man. All, all this stuff is fake. And yep. um, U.S., Russia, like you said earlier, and China, they all in this together. That's right. Um, 
Because, like you said, how do you always get the same weapons, bro? How do you right. get the same? After one get it, the other one get it automatically. Automatically. How do you get the same um, space um, capabilities? How do you get the same technology every time? It, it yep. never fails, right? And it, even um, look at China, right? They were rice, a country full of rice farms in the 80s. And now look at them. And they get to stay caught up to the U.S. and Russia that fast? You're telling me that this isn't manufactured? You know what I'm saying? So the U.S. is on there. They, they make the weapons like um like they make cell phones. So now they're on the sixth-generation jets. You know what I'm yep. saying? The, the sixth-generation tanks. How, how China got sixth-generation tanks? They show all oh, the, the countries with sixth-generation tanks, U.S., Russia, you expect that, sixth-generation plane. And now China? Like, how y'all skip the first, second, and third, fourth generation, bro? <laughs> you know, like, how y'all catch up that fast unless they're letting you, unless they're giving you the technology. They're sharing right. it amongst each other. You know, you do it your way, we do it our way. And um, that's all I got to say about that, man. This man, is all that's a brother. Just wait until they come out. With a version of the AI and introduces to the whole world. Have you seen this, this new movie dealing with AI? No, I haven't been in movies in years, man. I, I don't I... even watch those. Um, I try not to even watch some of those movies. My man, um, I think you should speak to him too in New York and uh, Mike. Uh, he he sends me a lot of trailers and stuff. That's how I know about him. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I like to stay in the um like leading on the technology, you know, I don't like to see the the rendition of it, you know what I'm saying? Because all it's going to make me do is start saying, that ain't nothing but this, and that ain't nothing but that. I already, you know, you know I just, you know, I like this. But um, I, nonetheless, man, there's no good. way that they got, they get the same technology without them sharing it. It's impossible. You understand? That's like, correct. it's... It has to be shared, especially military technology. You know, so you, you come up, huh? On that piece, on that piece, I was reading about the United Nations, brother. China was as backwards as hell. Okay, they had just come out of servitude. Who decided that they should be sitting at the table that's making the decisions on what happened in the world? Yeah, yeah. They didn't whoop nobody Absolutely. in World War II. Mm-hmm. They, they got beat. Japan beat the brakes off of them. <laughs> exactly. They didn't even leave China, brother. They caught hell just trying to get back their country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't add up, man. Because you could go to um, Google and look at um, Beijing which is the capital of China, and put right. on Beijing 1987, Beijing 2017, put two, 2017, put up a picture, and there's nothing, and look at it today, it looks like two New Yorks. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, damn, look at that. It is. In 30 <laughs> years, they, they built more buildings than New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, how did they get that technology? How did they get that uh, the, the engineering capabilities to do like this? This is all coming like people who had nothing and you gave them everything. You know, you taught them how to do it, and now they're doing it. 
and they, it's an agenda at the end of all of it. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I don't. I see, I see the next war being Iran, uh, because at the end of the at the end of the road, they gotta they gotta end the oil industry. That's yes. the great reset. They gotta yes, so they control all the energy sources. Go ahead, my brother. Exactly. Yes, yeah, they're going to green energy, which is going to be electricity that they can control, cut off when they want to. Battery technology, which isn't going to give you long range on things. That's you're going to have to keep charging it. And in order to charge it, what you're going to use? Green energy. So it's That's back it. to them. And the oil industry is, is, is going to be gone probably for a couple hundred years, and they'll bring it back. Cause, yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how they do things, yeah. you know, just like it was a, it was an electric industry before. Huh? Afghanistan was about the pipeline. Iraq was about the pipeline. Syria was about the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of it is who controls the pipeline, right? Because exactly. they don't want China to control the pipeline. You see that they blew up the other North Street, too. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, so... Sir. And that went under the radar because of this uh, Israel thing. They ain't talking about this. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, they if they cut off, whoever controls Syria controls that pipeline into Europe. You know, because once and you get it into Turkey, you get it into the rest of Europe. So the U.S. wants it in Russia. Uh, and they still, you know, and don't be surprised if that's not the next move Israel makes, is to go yeah. into Syria. Is the Golan Heights is right there. And that's where a lot of the people are fleeing into Syria. So they're going to, oh, we, we were chasing the terrorists into there. Because um, if you recall, the U.S. was bombing the hell out of Syria until Russia got there. And right. once Russia put those um, those um, surface-to-air missiles there, they couldn't fly their jets over. The U.S. couldn't fly them jets over Syria no more. Because but guess what, they that, they mm-hmm. never stopped Israel from still dropping bombs on Syria up to and including just a day ago. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, going, they're about to hit them. I, I see that coming. I see them going at Jordan, Syria. Yeah. Oh, they're, going, they're going to go through the whole gauntlet, and I see the U.S. somehow tying this into Iran because they're not going to let themselves free energy when they close yep. in the energy thing. Y'all better be buying some battery cars. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? That's what they think is. Like, we got a whole <laughs> new industry coming up here, man. You know, it's about to change. I'm getting me a horse, brother. So if he breaks <laughs> down, no, I got something to eat. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're going to be, they're going to make outlaw horses. I'll make myself, <laughs> y'all, have a good evening. Okay. Thank you, Chuck Mo. What's up, brother? Chuck? Okay. Uh, oh, nine, nine, seven, two, are you there? Hello, do you hear me? Yes, we yes, do. Sir. Your line is Hello. open. I was um I was I went to see that movie The Creator. Yeah, and that's that, it. That was a great movie. Um, it had a a bomb in there that was that had arms and legs. It was a robot. The, that's the correct. Bomb was, the bomb was running across the bridge to, to blow up this little city, and the little girl she had she was like a robot whisper. She, she was the called. ultimate AI. She was a yeah. top of the line, brand new model AI that could yep. control. All the other AIs in the world. Yeah, and she told the bomb to go run in the other direction toward the guys that set it loose, and they ran back to them and blew them up. It was a good movie. Correct. 
Very and good the lead one. character, which is why I told Ted Moses to check it out, was a black man. Yeah, yeah, Denzel Washington's son. Is that who that was? Yeah, that's yeah, that's name, David Washington. That's Denzel Washington's son. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a good actor too. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was. I liked the plot. It wasn't the movie so much, but I'm gonna tell you something else. Bev, you notice the stuff I sent you on the robots at the football game that uh, yeah, uh, West sent us. Yeah, that was the prelude. Those those that model robot is what's in the movie. Yeah, they you're right. Hide. You okay, go ahead, friends. And the bombs that they were dropping down on them, the way the bombs went, when the bombs blew up, the way it left those cities, those cities looked like they were hit by a dew weapon. Yes, sir. So I'm glad you saw it, man. Oh, well, I like I like sci-fi because I believe that everything you see in sci-fi is they're telling you what they already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming in the very near future. Yeah. But you know what, though? Hey, I look at it this way. God still has an answer for them. They're just exposing themselves more to us. But God already yeah. knows who they are. Yes. Yes. That's and let me true. tell you something, because this is one of our favorite words, okay? One of our favorite words is A. Hey, that's AI. Black people have the capacity to neutralize the AI. And I'll tell you something else. They didn't say this in the movie. I kept waiting for them to drop it on us. But I think that that AI had something to do with the baby that his wife never had. Well, actually, it was. It was the baby. The, uh, in the movie, it was. Uh, I don't want to tell too much of the movie, but in the movie, she used a portion of the baby's uh, DNA or something. Yeah, the baby was the actual. Because he found out around about the end of the movie, close to the end, that the baby was his baby. Yes, I was nodding out, man. It was like five o'clock in the morning when I was watching that thing. Okay. Oh, uh, I couldn't. It's, it's hard for me to nod off on on our sci-fi. Yeah, because it was uh, the movie was made in Indonesia, and his yeah. girlfriend was Asian. Yeah. Okay. Yep. As a matter of fact, his girlfriend was the was the individual that the military was looking for. Correct. But but he didn't know, and he was sent to to get rid of that individual. But he didn't even know that the individual that they were looking for was his girlfriend. Yes. She was a high that tech is, AI robot technician. You was on that movie, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm on all sci-fi. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again because, uh, again, I was nodding in and out, man. But uh, I like what I saw. Yeah, and you notice that ship that was floating that was up uh, uh, up, in no the, uh, up in the sky that was uh, hovering and stuff. No man. all those bombs. Yeah. Yeah, th- yeah, that uh, that little girl had the ability to destroy that ship. That's why they didn't want that little girl up on that on that ship. Yeah, and and how did she do it? What did she ca- What what mode would she go in in order to basically neutralize or take control of 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 the other AI? It looked like she was meditating. Exactly. She put her hands together, and the next thing you know, she in control. Well, the Bible says everything that, that Jesus could do, we could do. That's, that's, the that's why I say 
Black people are the original AI. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it, it all depends on what you give your faith to. If you give your faith to that disease, that disease can hurt you. Bingo. Again, you on it, my brother. And that's why I'm so vehement that black people stop worshiping other people and put our collective neural network together. Yeah, mm-hmm. together, and we'll neutralize any AI. You know, I was telling my wife the other day uh, that when I was a little kid, I wasn't scared of bugs or nothing. I used to go, you know, mess around bugs, all kinds of stuff, roaches, everything, you know. But yeah. when I got older, the older I got, the more scared of bugs I got, you know. So children yeah. don't know fear. They don't understand fear, so they don't know it. They don't have any fear. And God said he did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Yes. And if we use that power of love and a sound mind, we can wipe all this crazy mess going on that in this world today. We can wipe that mess out. Because one thing that most of these people haven't figured out yet, at least it seems like they haven't, that black people, white people, Asian, whoever, if you're a good person, you want to live like everybody else. You want to have your family like everybody else. You want to live right. peace. All these people that talk about these wars and stuff like that, these are a few people who wants to split and divide everybody and, and, and cause these wars. They all call themselves governments, my brother. Yeah, right. It's the governments that's creating all of this turmoil on the planet. It ain't the people. No, it ain't. It's not. Matter of fact, it's even, you know, they're using social engineering on everybody. White, black, yeah. purple, pink, and blue, because they got us all divided among an uh, ethnic group and everything like that. But if we stop being so much divided and concentrate on their ass and get rid of them, we can work out the differences that we have among each other. It's game, set, match. Yes, sir. And you think you think these people will wake up to that, but they act like they still sleep. Because it's very simple. All you got to do is look outside yourself. Yep, but propaganda is extremely powerful. It, it sure is. Not, but it's powerful, brother. If it wasn't, they wouldn't have been using it for as long and as often as they have. You know what broke some of, broke some of my, uh, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, you know how when you're little kids, they be looking and sometimes, you know, you be thinking, why, you know, would it be better, you know, be over there, with, you know, because white kids getting this and, you know, black kids don't hardly get that, you know, or speaking bad or, or what, what lifted up my spirits was Muhammad Ali when I saw him as Cassius Clay. And I saw mm-hmm. him talking so much, start talking so much crap. I said, damn, shit, this dude. And he was creating. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he he just made me look at things different. Man, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, and see, that's what they do. They they think that they can go after every messiah, but see, they missed a lot of messiahs. Yep. They missed a lot of them. They, and I, I'm guessing that they probably figured that out by now. Because they thought they had them all when they got Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and the rest of them. But now there's more messiahs than that. All and they study being born. Yep, they can't stop them. Yep. And 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 we coming after them. Uh oh, they cut we, us we off. Don't. No, I'm here. Anyway, I'm gonna let y'all go, you? man. Okay, thank Excellent. you. Thank you. All right, take Better it easy. Love. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be back tomorrow.
better love. Be waiting on Okay. Okay. Dr. X, uh, again, thank you. Appreciate you. Looking forward to continue this tomorrow and, and appreciate the, the listeners and family for uh, giving us their time. And uh, Absolutely. better love. Yeah. Hotep and better love, family. Hotep. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.